Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dadon Tolbert. This is the return of Ask Dadon Advice Lunch Hour. Many of you guys may remember, uh, I want to say about, I want to say really about a year ago, actually, that I did the very first one. You know, it was something I introduced um, a little while ago, and I've, you know, had every intention on making it a regular, you know, thing, and, you know, it didn't work out that way, but... Um, going forward, I want to, you know, not all the time, but I want to try to incorporate the, this lunch hour, the earlier time. You know, a lot of people are obviously used to uh, listening to me at 9 o'clock, you know, uh, up until midnight or whatever, and you know, which works out well for, for many, but uh, a lot of people tell me, hey, look, they don't, you know, I got the kids, I got the family, or, you know, I got to get up for work in the morning, so I'll catch you on the on the archives, you know, and which is perfectly fine. So I wanted to just kind of switch it up a little bit and uh, come back live today to talk a little politics. Um, I have been watching, you know, just sitting back and watching a lot. You know, I've been watching you know, NBC, I've been watching CNN, I've been, you know, on social media, and, you know, and there's, it's, you know, it's a lot, man, you know, it's a lot to uh, to take in, you know, a lot of people have different opinions, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things being said in the media that, um, you know, I have, that have really, to be quite honest, been, been very disturbing, and, um, and so I wanted to come back today to, um, to discuss, you know, the Republican National Convention recently held in Cleveland. I want to come back and uh, and talk about the uh, the DNC here in Philadelphia, where I am, if you guys are unfamiliar. Um, you know, and it, it's amazing, man. You know, I, I sit back and I watch the news and, you know, it's just, it's really amazing and it's unfortunate that there is just this, you know, the media, you know, I, let me just tell you guys real quick about me and we'll get into it, but... You know, I I, I am a, a journalist. Um, I have a journalist journalism background, communications. Um, you know, and so I, you know I've taken a lot of classes in things like media ethics, and so you know being in the media myself, you know I'm very partial and very biased to, you know, to ethical media broadcasting procedure. You know, and um, you know, I turn on the TV, and it's really crazy because I see nothing but the opposite of that. You know, it's like everything is just slanted in you know one way. And if you guys know anything about the media and how things work in today's society, it's slanted towards a liberal agenda. You know, well, you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about why that is, but you know, and I, and I, that's why I'm here today. That's why you see certain certain posts. A lot of people say, well, you know, Daydon, are you, you know, are you a Republican? Are you a, you know, are you a Uncle Tom? Are you a, uh, you know, a Donald Trump supporter? And I say, first of all, I'm, I'm actually none of those things, you know, and not to say there's anything bad about any of those things, but that's not me, you know, um, and I've discussed my personal political views on a, on a fairly regular uh, basis, but the, 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 the angle that I have, the, the reason that I approach things the way I do is because I just don't like how things are being done. I don't like how things are being done. I don't like the effect that it's having on people who are in the church, people who, are, who, who claim to be passionate about Jesus Christ. 
You know, I know the agenda. I know what their ulti- the, the end game is, the ultimate plan is, is to take people away from the church. It's to introduce a satanic agenda that puts, you know, it's, a lot of people think, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's about the rich, it's about the poor, it's about black versus white. It's about really none of those things at the end of the day. Those are all minor subtopics. The ultimate agenda at hand here, which you really don't hear anybody talking about, is this war and this battle, this ongoing battle between good and evil. And if you look at whether it's the Republican, you know, versus Democrats, I mean, you know, it's rich versus poor. It's all about pushing uh, the divide of family, the dividing of good and evil, you know, the church versus the world, and just, you know, morals versus just kind of doing what you want to do. And and that's what I want to talk about today. You know, and I'll use politics as a backdrop to discuss but the, at the end of the day the, the ultimate problem here is of a spiritual nature right so you know let me just let's get into it man let me you know like i said you guys are always welcome anytime i'm live no matter if it's at nighttime if it's at the, you know during the daytime uh calls are always welcome or you know you guys can just hang out and listen man you know a lot of people said hey look they know i gotta work today i say cool work <laughs> you know what i mean i'm, I'm doing this for because it works for me you know what I mean? This works best for my schedule, you know, this particular weekend, you know, coming in the afternoon. But, hey, if you guys want to listen on iTunes later on, if you guys want to tune in, you know, uh, at night or when you get off work on the weekend, whatever you want to do, man, pass the information along. That's It's all about just getting the information out there. All right, guys, because there's, because there's so much mis- misinformation that I want to discuss today that um, – I feel like is having a very negative effect on society. All right, it's it's crazy, man. There was a time when I could go on Facebook and see so many different people, you know, sharing testimonies and praising God and sharing Bible verses and you know, um, inspirational messages, little memes and different things, you know, and and them getting you know thumbs up. Not that it's about the thumbs up, but you know what I mean. Just seeing people excited about God and, and now. You know, I, I go on social media and literally I don't see any of that. You know, and I'm talking about I see thousands of, you know, posts and interact in different groups and things like that. And I just see none of that. It's all about po- uh, politics. It's all about, you know, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. And, and it's amazing how people are re- really have replaced, you know, God and and excitement about God and excitement about the church, you know, and even making changes, in, you know, in society. You know, and replace that with the the, the political system. It is amazing to me that people really think that the United States political system is like the main and only option that they have for bringing about the change that they seek in society. You know, and I'm not knocking, I'm not saying we as a community should not use the political system. I'm not saying we should not, you know, do what we are able to do based on the Constitution and our, our legal rights, but even back in the day, everything went through the church, man. You know, you saw Muslims organizing. You saw uh, Christians organizing. That ran through the black church. You know, at the end, whether it was, you know, Allah, you know, or Mal- people follow Malcolm X, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, people were still using, putting their faith, you know, they were marching based on their faith. Now it's Black Lives Matter. It's not faith. It's all about race. And it did not even look, I mean, look at this, even slavery. 
You know, these guys were chanting. You know, slaves were in the fields together, unified, you know, but praying together, singing hymns based on faith. And where is the faith? I mean, you know, I mean, it's amazing. You you see Christians, you see Christians talking about, I'm going to support the lesser of two evils. I'm like, what? That one, I'll never get used to hearing that. You know, I said, you're going to support the, you're going to, I mean, really just think about it. You're going to support the lesser of two evils, of evil. Well, how do you use the word support and evil in the same sense? I mean, you don't. That's the, you know what I mean? You, you, you don't. And so I think what we really got to do is get back to putting faith first, putting God first. All right. Let's get into it, man. Like today's show, as always, is brought to you by Tolbert Relationship Counseling, uh, as well as TRC Auto Sales. For more information about either guys, check me out at trctoday.com. Real quick, before I get into it, um, you know, just it's it's really a blessing. I'm not gonna say too much about this, but you know, because like I said, I'm not, I don't try to give myself the glory. I want to give God the glory, but it's really a blessing to see so many people that I know that I've worked with through private counseling. I'm not gonna. You know, putting names out there, but, you know, you guys know who you are and many people, others know who they are, you know, but just seeing people finding love, you know, love is a blessing, all right, love is a true blessing and just seeing people, you know, whose last names are changed, seeing people who are, you know, posting pictures who used to be miserable and just complaining, now they're just different people, they're happy people, they're married, they're, you know, starting families, and it's just really a blessing to me, and so continue that, guys, continue what you've been doing, continue sharing these testimonies, because we live in a very dark world, a very dark society, and so don't sit on your testimony, if you have love, and you know you didn't have love, or if you have any blessing, you know, share it with somebody, even if it's not publicly, share it, because, you know, you never know who you may be uh, encouraging with with your story. All right, guys, I want to, you know, like I said, I, I, today, let me just give you guys a little bit of a a, a blueprint, a, a itinerary, if you will. Um, I want to talk about uh, a little bit of what's going on around the world. Uh, that you guys have really been um, letting me know that you appreciate that that segment. Uh, I'm definitely going to continue that, uh, what's going on in the world, um, which really is going to encompass a lot of things I want to talk about uh, with politics. Um, but a little bit later, I want to talk about, I'm adding a brand new segment, a couple of new segments on uh, race relations. You know, there's a lot going on just with us, you know, within our community. We got the whole Black Lives Matter. We got the All Lives Matter. You know, we I haven't got a chance to talk about the, the, the uh, three police officers that were shot in uh, Baton Rouge. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and just a lot some other things that are really affecting us. And, you know, you know I'm very passionate about our community and, and holding ourselves accountable for certain things uh, and using that as a backdrop, as a foundation to build upon. When we talk about things like Black Lives Matter, I feel like we got to address our issues first. Um, and so I want to do that. Uh, and I will continue to do that. Like I said, that's going to be a brand new segment, uh, an ongoing segment, just race relations. Um, if I have time later, which I probably will, um, entertainment news. There's a lot of things going on, and um, and I may save some of it because one of my the the very next regular shows that I'm going to be doing is going to be on um, um, just really for the ladies 
on why am I single. And I think I mentioned that the last time I was live, but just talking about why am I single and looking at some of the things that, you know, whether it's, you know, emotional unavailability, whether it's, you know, male friends, whether it's, you know, appearance, whether it's different things socially, personality-wise, whatever. I just want to talk about, you know, what are identifying some potential issues and ways to deal with those issues in order to ensure and increase your likelihood of being blessed. Actually, I don't even want to say it like that because it's not about likelihood. The Bible says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. You know, it's not, so it's not, you know, if or it's not the likelihood. It's, you know, when you are a truly great woman, Bottom line is you will be found, period. You know, the Bible says, you know, you know, he, uh, what is it, you delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so a lot of times people are, you know, oh, my gosh, why am I single? Why am I single? Well, let's talk about why you're single and not in a, you know, an accusatory way, but let's really just have an honest conversation about what's going on and what needs to happen to change that. You know, and that's what I'm going to do on, the, on one of my next, uh, next live shows. But uh, like I said, today, man, there's a lot going on in the world, so let's get into it, man. Real quick, uh, thank you to everybody. I mentioned last week my daughter's birthday was last week, and, uh, you know, so she had a, a party. So I just want to thank everybody who, who came out, who extended well wishes, who, you know, commented on Facebook, liked, emails, texts, whatever. And, um, you know, because, you know, she's five, and, um, you know, it's a blessing, man. You know, it's a blessing to have really good kids you know, I want a little bit later. I want to talk about children and, and just what some of the things that I'm I'm seeing out here, man. And you know, it's it's unfortunate that kids are having a growing up with a really hard way to go. Not because they're bad kids, because they don't have the proper training. You know, they don't have good role models. Their environment is 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 what it is. And we, you know, as parents, is is you know, loving people are not doing what we need to do to remove those kids from those negative environments to give them a shot. You know, so I definitely want to spend some time talking about kids, man. But, again, thank you to uh, to everyone who uh, who wished my daughter, you know, well wishes. Um, what else is going on in the world, man? A lot of things going on in the world, man. Uh, Pokemon, you know. I mean, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, Poke- Pokemon Go. Now, I'm not – I haven't downloaded this. I haven't – you know, gotten into it. I'm not walking around my neighborhood with my face buried in the in a you know, in my phone looking for Pikachu. Like I don't watch Pokemon you know what I mean? So I'm not really all familiar with the, the terminology but you know, what's most it's not important. But what is important is people need to understand that and I don't know if anybody knows Edward Snowden if people are familiar with him, if you're not, you know, read up on who Edward Snowden is, okay? And I'm not going to go too deep into it today, but just really do some research. Now, this is someone who the United States government uh, is is viewing as a criminal, right? And who is not allowed back into this country, you know, for fear of, you know, prosecution. But he's someone who exposed, you know, exposed a lot of the illegal and secret government data gathering, you know, uh, just procedures and, you know, implementations, experiments, all types of different things that the the current United States government is doing to gather data on your whereabouts, you know, your families, your private information, 
and this is all I mean, literally spying on its citizens. You know, and there's different things they call it. You know, they they wrap it up in a nice little bow. You know, call it, you know terrorists monitoring you know stuff. But the reality is, the United States government is is spying. There's a lot of things that are going on currently with this with this administration as well as previous administrations that has been exposed by Edward Snowden. And if you look at you know some of these applications and on your phones, it's amazing. They say you know I I was just on iTunes. I was just on iTunes. Was it? No, I, I'm excuse, sorry. Uh, excuse me. iHeartRadio. I was on iHeartRadio. I like to listen. If I'm in my car or wherever, someplace, I like to listen to some music or go on iHeartRadio. Um, you guys probably have seen this. You go on there, they're like, go ahead and set your location. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, I'm going to skip that. Then they make you, they prompt you like three more times after that. Like, yo, I told you, set your lo-. like they're Like, it's pissed off at me. Like, dang, I'm cool. Like, I don't want to set my location. You ever notice you can't do anything now? It's stuff that you shouldn't even really need to set your location for. They want to gather that data. They want to watch your movements. You know, one of the biggest things is, you know, you know, is how the government is tapped into these applications and who sees what. And a lot of these companies are selling information. You know, they're selling your phone number. They're selling your email address, selling your address. That's why you get these phone calls. That's why you get these, these uh, mailers. And, you know, that's because your information has been sold. You think that these people aren't selling their information to telemarketers? You think you think the government doesn't somehow have their hands in that? Oh, they absolutely do. And so, you know, what do you think is going on with, you know, Pokemon Go? You know, listen, there's a movie that I watched. What the heck was it called? Um, I can't even remember it off the top of my head right now. But when you get some time, I probably remember. Actually, I'll probably Google it before the show is over. But uh, freaking um, Ethan Hawke. It's a really good movie about drones and, and about the United States military and the usage of drones, and it's very real. And you don't you don't see movies like that. I've never seen a movie like that that really focused on, you know, the the military usage of drones and how they target, you know, criminals and you know terrorists and, and just you know the the moral dilemmas that often exist. You know, with okay, who to bomb? Why? You know, when not to bomb? Why you're bombing? You know, casualties associated with that. Recently in the news, I don't know if you guys know, Obama authorized the drone strike that killed you know all types of kids and, and civilians. It was a hospital actually. There were no terrorists there. He said it was a mistake. He got on TV and apologized. And you know, it's just that type of stuff. In fact, I don't know if people know that. You know, uh, President Obama is actually, you know, this. Well, I'll say this government, this current administration, is actually responsible. For more bombings uh, and uh, dr- via drone strikes, you know, I'm saying bombings. But I mean missile strikes through drones than any other administration in the history of this country. You know, more civilian casualties, and you know, and so I'm just, I just want to put this stuff out of there because a lot of this stuff is linked. Stay away from these, you know, these these applications that absolutely require your, you know, your 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 locations and all that stuff, and it's deep, man. You know, it's deep. So that's what's going on um, around the world right now. Um, and like I said, I want to talk. I really want to spend it. There's more. Um, I'll save more of that for for another show because I want to spend a good amount of time talking about politics, talking about the RNC, the DNC, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. So much stuff I want to talk about. 
I was um you know, speaking of which before real quick, I was last week I took my daughter out to uh to the movies. And um it's crazy, man. You know, we I've talked here on this show, you you know, you really got to watch what your kids are watching. Got to be aware. You know, we look at politics, we look at, you know, entertainment, we look at the government. You know, and I feel like there should really be stricter regulations on what these kids are allowed to watch. Because I went to the movies with my five-year-old daughter, and I was watching uh, Find the Innocent the first time. I, mean, I took, I saw Minions, which is a whole nother. I mean, that was crazy. I talked about it. I did a whole show on it. Um, and, you know, Minions. I saw Finding Dory. And a lot of these these movies, Despicable Me, um, these quote-unquote kids' movies, are not at all kids' movies, right? I mean, they're not. You know, I was watching Finding Dory, and, and, you know, I'm seeing, you know, adult jokes on there. I'm just like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, this is, like, I looked at her. She she obviously didn't get it, but I'm as I'm an adult, I'm like, whoa, like, why would you put that in, in Finding Dory, you know, in a kids' movie? I mean, and don't even get me started on Minions, I'm, I mean, really, for real, for, I'm, I was watching, uh, I mean, what, Frozen. There's a lot of inappropriate stuff in Frozen, and what they do is, and this is where it really is so horrible, because what they do is they market these movies as kids' movies. Frozen, you know, I mean, for real, for that's not a kid's movie. And I, was, I mean, I've seen Frozen. For real, I mean, you ask any kid under, you know, under 10 years old, What's your favorite movie over over the last couple of years? One hundred percent guarantee they're gonna say Frozen, especially if they're a girl. You know, and and if you if you've ever watched Frozen, you know there's a lot of adult subject matter in that. Some like people getting killed and you know I mean corruption. I mean it's it's really crazy. So, but yeah, man, just be just be, parents, be aware of of what's going on in your kids' lives. Which is a whole nother problem in and of itself that I'll get into when I talk about race relations, because everything really comes back to to the the, the the parents, you know, of these kids out here. I mean, you know, whether it's Trayvon, Mike Brown, all this, it's all, you know, we got to start looking at at the parents. All right, let's talk politics, though. All right, let's talk politics. Oh boy, oh boy, where do I start? You know, what I mean, where do I even? You know, I got notes, I got, you know, what I mean, but it's like there's so much. We had the Republican National Convention last week. The DNC was this week. You know, and one of the things I said was this. You know, I said that now I've been saying I've been very vocal on social media and it's that's another topic in and of itself. You know, you see people, you know, you say something, you know, and, and if it's about Clinton, if it's about Barack Obama, it's like if it's if it's, you know, praising the Democratic Party, it's like, "Oh my gosh, let's give it thumbs up." You know what I mean? But let you actually say something that actually makes sense, you know, or requires you to, you know, to think. You know, when I say think, I mean think outside of the box, outside of what's being shoved down your throat through the media. Then it's like people don't know how to. You know, respond to you. They don't. They just. A lot of people would rather just not say anything. You know, some people. I like. I, I look around, and some people. It's like you see all these crazy debates, right? 
But then when you see something, and this is, this is where it becomes interesting. Even me, sometimes you'll see people actually debating. But then other stuff is just like, from a biblical standpoint, you know it's not, there's nothing to debate. You know it's outside of what the media is shoving down your throat. So people just 100% ignore it. It's, not, it's like, okay, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, but it's just I don't even want to be associated with it. I, because that would require me to snap out of this, 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 this trance that I'm in. You know, it would require me to actually use my think for myself. And the reality is a lot of people don't want to do that. You know, like if you like I posted a quote of Hillary Clinton, you know, idolizing and I've talked about this, idolizing the racist Margaret Sanger. I mean like the like the the racist, like could not be more more racist. Common knowledge that she, you know what I mean and you see her praising Hillary Clinton praising her, idolizing her. And it's like, you know, people just like, Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, whoa, that's weird. Hmm. Here's a racist. And here you have someone saying that they've modeled their life and their career after her, but she's a racist. Well, so that must mean that Hillary Clinton's a racist. Oh, whoa, 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 but that would require me for me to even acknowledge that would cause me to totally remove myself from everything that the media has told me, everything that my friends have told me. It would require me to actually take a stand, mental and even physical stand, on my own and away from everything else that everyone else is doing, which I know darn well I'm not prepared to do. So, yes, Hillary Clinton idolizes a racist. I'm just going to act like I didn't see that. You know what I mean? And it's just like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, we got to stand on our own two feet. And now, watch this. We don't even have to stand on our own two feet. If you don't want to take it, you don't even have to do all that. All you got to do is stand on the Bible. All you got to do is stand on your faith. And the, the saddest part about this is, is that Jesus Christ has done so much for so many people. You know, for me, for you, for so many people. And you know those things that he's done for you. You know what he's brought you through. But there are people out here who are literally afraid to, to, you know, take a stand for what they know is biblically and spiritually correct out of fear that their Facebook friends will turn their backs on them. That their real friends will turn their backs on them. That someone may not like something. You know, it's a, I mean, do y'all really, I mean, like, I, y'all hope, hopefully y'all know me. I don't care about likes. I don't care about being popular. I don't care about friends. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's what's real, you know, what's biblically and spiritually correct, and how can I get as many people as possible to be aware of it. That's all I care about. You know, I just wish that there were more people like that in the world and, or, in the, you know, on social media who, you know what I'm saying, who, who were willing to take a stand. You know, so one of the things that I said that on, on, uh, online was I said that the overall political climate, you know, you look at politics, you look at this election season, and you look at, you know, everyone expressing different opinions. I said, but the overall political climate in this country would look much different if we actually made decisions based on the Bible instead of their wallets. And I've talked about this before, but since we're talking about politics tonight, I mean, do do y'all agree with that? I mean, just imagine that. 
Imagine if people actually, like when you made a decision on who you're going to support, when you got excited about either the DNC, the RNC, or or, for, or the political process as a, as a whole. Imagine if you just stopped and thought like, wow, what would Jesus do? I mean, that's become so cliche. You got the wristbands, you got the slogans, you know. But I mean, but really, what would Jesus do? You know, I mean, everyone's excited about the DNC. Everyone's excited, but... You know, when you look at, I mean, I'm not talking about what the media says or, you know, the slant that they put on, but I'm saying, like, what they actually stand for, like, what policies they actually represent. You know, you look at homosexuality, gay rights, you got one party who avidly supports that, right? And you got another party that basically doesn't. And I'm not saying you should be a Republican. I'm not saying you should be a Democrat. I'm just, I'm just saying think. You know, I'm just saying think. Imagine, would God support, if, God, if Jesus was voting, if he had to register, if he had to make a decision on who he was going to support in this election, you look at the Bible and what, what, what principles, you know, are most, or that God was most passionate about in the Old Testament, what Jesus was most passionate about. You know, would he support? You know, uh, the you know the Democratic Party, the liberal agenda. I you know I'm not sure if you guys know this, but the answer to that question, biblically speaking, is absolutely not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think what happens a lot of times is people get caught up in the the media pushing this whole narrative that says. You know the Democrats are for the poor, the Republicans are for the rich, and and this and that. But that's actually that's actually just not the case. That's all. That's what I call media propaganda. Okay, if you look at, I mean, I just watched the documentary, and I, I really hope everyone watches. I posted it. You know, it's called Clinton Cash, and if you Google it, you know, it's on YouTube, and it's just a really in-depth documentary of. You know how the Clintons, uh, you know, it takes a look at their 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 group, their foundation, uh, the thing, the global uh, Clinton Global uh, Initiative or, or Incorporation or, or something like that, whatever their foundation is, and how they've literally made millions of dollars, close to a billion dollars, around the world, you know, but where that money has gone, you know, where and why they're you know they're getting these hundreds of thousand dollar uh, donations from and uh, and uh, you know just how in and it was crazy. I was watching the, the DNC last night. I was watching Hillary speak, and she actually had the nerve to say and talk about how Donald Trump is in the pocket of certain <laughs> of certain people. I, I I mean I really I literally laughed out loud. I'm like what? I said how Donald Trump is in the pocket, and that's not to say that he's not because I know how business works. I'm not a Donald Trump fan. But for Hillary Clinton who, to to actually speak about being in somebody's pocket when she and Barack Obama combined have received the most, you know, donations, m- millions of dollars from corporate corporations, billionaire corporations, you know, who are who have been afforded all types of tax loopholes and different things and you know the I mean, millions of dollars, and for and people aren't putting one one together to say, well, wait a minute, what kind of favors are being given in return for that? 
I mean, and it's not rocket science, guys. I mean, you don't you don't pay somebody millions of dollars, you know, and and that person have the have the power to give favors, to do certain things, and not you know not collect on that. You don't do that. That's not how this this world works. You know, and the reality, and then people, I mean, people will even tell you, they'll even tell you, like, hey, I really don't trust Hillary. I think they, they even did a poll. They'll say, you know, Hillary Clinton is actually uh, statistically one of the least popular presidential candidates in the history of this country. Did you guys know that? She's one of the least popular candidates. And then so when you really take a look at that, you listen to some of the pundits and you listen, you know, you just kind of ask around, like, well, well, why is she so, why is she so Unpopular, and that's not—that's not me saying it. That's CNN saying it. That's these act the people that you guys listen to. Like that's them saying it. They—they will tell you that's common knowledge. Hillary Clinton is one of the least popular presidential candidates of all time. So when we talk about why, they say, well, her biggest thing is that she, people feel like they can't trust her. I mean, that's what people say. That's what, so it's like, okay, so you—you you don't trust her. Well, why don't you trust her? What do you mean? I feel like she lies. That's this is me talking to different people. Like, why why don't you trust her? That's what the political pundits are saying. Well, she's been, you know she lies. You got the the Benghazi scandal, which most people ask around. Most people have no idea who or what Benghazi is. They think Benghazi is the guy that works at Seven Eleven in your neighborhood. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? That's that's something major. This is a major Amer- American scandal. You know, I'm not going to get too deep into it because it's actually fairly complicated, but she's been very dishonest surrounding Benghazi, right? I mean, that's common knowledge. Hillary Clinton has been very dishonest about these emails. She created, she totally circumvented, right, these, these, the, the United States servers and created her own server or transferred emails onto a totally separate server, ran emails through, you know what I mean, a, a totally private, you know, thing to to circumvent the government, you know. And then when it when it became known, like what was going on, she deleted them, you know, and hid them. And the, you know, and the craziest thing about this, the cra- the most crazy thing about this is when Donald Trump makes a joke. And says, "Well, yeah, let's get Russia to see if we can see if Russia can hack into the, you know, our systems to find those thirty thousand emails that Hillary Clinton deleted." <laughs> now he's he's being attacked. Now they're trying to call him a criminal for making a joke about Hillary's corruption. I, I, I'm flabbergasted at that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's amazing. And I, I turn on CNN every day, and it's like just watch it for yourself. They literally praise her. It's like Hillary Clinton can do no wrong in the mainstream media except Fox News. Any other mainstream, I mean, it's like they are praising her. You know, and I'm just like, wow. You know, and and it's like you can't ignore. You cannot ignore dishonesty. And I'm not in the in the crazy. This is one of the most craziest things. Is that when I look at. You know, I look at what people are saying, and I look at and they and I tell them these things, and then they say, "I." Somebody even today in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group on Facebook, I said, "You know, Hillary Clinton is one of the most corrupt politicians of the 21st century." I said she lies. 
her lies have been well documented. And then they say, well, what about Donald Trump's lies? I'm like, they say, what about George Bush's lies? I'm like, yo, we're not even talking about George Bush. I'm not talking about Trump, right? I'm talking about Hillary Clinton. And what's happened, I've seen it happen. It's become impossible. If you really, I mean, really look around and ask around. It's become impossible to discuss Hillary Clinton really in any way without mentioning Donald Trump. And I and I, all I do is I tip my hat to the media. I tip my hat to those, you know, it's money well spent. You know, when you pay off the government or you're in the government and you got different things, different favors working, you're in, you know, the media controls the government and when there's an agenda, you create a blueprint and they have followed that blueprint to the T. Because they have successfully made it so that one of, if not the most unpopular presidential candidate can run a fairly successful campaign, you know, and, and make it so that if it, it's, no one can talk about her without thinking about and being led to take a look at many different things surrounding Donald Trump. I mean, you, and it, was, it wasn't like that, if you really think about it, it wasn't like that with, in either election with Barack Obama. And, but again, then again, watch this. It didn't have to be. It didn't have to be. Listen to what I'm saying. You can't, right now, you can't talk about Hillary Clinton without somebody mentioning Donald Trump, and he's a racist, or he's this and that, right? That's how it is right now. That's how the media has made it. But, in 2008, 2012, you could talk about it. You voting, who you voting for? I'm voting for Barack. It wasn't that you're voting for Barack because you hated John McCain. It wasn't that you were voting for Barack because you hated Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney was a racist or John McCain was a racist. No, that, that wasn't the narrative being pushed by the media. It was just, we love Barack. Let's, let's praise him. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's elect the first black president. He speaks well, this and that. And so that's what it was. But you can't do that now. Right? And I 100%, I guarantee you, the media guarantees you, anyone who knows politics guarantees you, Hillary Clinton, that's why she lost in 2008. You know, that's why she barely beat, she had to steal the election to beat Sanders. She stole that primary. If, if she, listen to what I'm saying to you. If Hillary Clinton was running against anyone other than Donald Trump, it would not even it would not be close. And so I really want people to just think about that when they think about like I even I mean even your friends my friends I, they they say yo man I, it's lesser two evils. I mean I don't I, I I just might not even vote I don't like either one of these candidates. You know I went I, I don't like none I don't like Hillary but I re- I really don't like Donald so I'm gonna vote for Hillary because I can't stand Donald. So imagine, if you can say that, imagine if Hillary Clinton was running against Mitt Romney or John McCain or, you know, Ted Cruz, for that matter, or Marco Rubio, you know? I guarantee you we'd have a Republican president. They've specifically done it in that way because, you know, Hillary Clinton is extremely, the Clintons are extremely influential. They have bought this election. You know, and that's that's evident by everything that you see going on around you. 
If you can't see how slanted and biased the media are in their favor, you know, borrow, borrow, uh, you know, Ray Charles's glasses, somebody, because you, you know what I'm saying. You just are blind. Seriously, you know. But yeah, man, let's start putting the Bible first instead of thinking about the perception of how a democratic administration will affect our bottom line. You know, our our our, our wallets, our bank accounts, because even that's a fallacy. I mean, you know, nobody's getting. You know, what I mean, it's, it's about the economy and this and that. The economy is going to do what it's going to do. You know, I mean, and it's not even, it shouldn't be about that. First thing that comes to mind when I think about who do I support, what are my political views, I'm thinking stuff that that affects me spiritually. The financial stuff comes later, but let, nine times out of ten these people ask, you ask these people, why are you supporting, why are you a Democrat? They're talking finance, something regarding finances. Forget the fact that they're pushing all this transgender crap, this whole gay agenda is being shoved down your throat. You know what I'm saying? Abortion. And then people are talking about, yeah, the Supreme Court. You know, you gotta this is a very important election. We gotta vote, 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 vote. This is such an important election. The next president is gonna probably potentially appoint, you know, two to three Supreme Court justices that's gonna affect the next thirty to forty years. I say, okay. <laughs> Like, okay, and? So when you talk about what major issues are going to be, I mean, what are people talking about? What what major issues are going to be discussed in the Supreme Court? Well, you got you got this whole abortion debate that's circling around. You got the whole gay marriage, same-sex marriage. You know, that's always going to be there. You got this whole Obamacare thing. That's probably, I mean, for real, for real, those are things that I don't support none of that. I don't support gay marriage. I don't support transgender, all this transgender crap. Biblically, I don't support that. So if we're talking to Supreme Court justices, well, guess what? I want a Republican uh, Supreme Court nominee. Because if you're talking about those issues, the Supreme, those things are going to go through the Supreme Court. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, I mean, as a, as Christians... As people who are supposed to be led by the Bible, why are you supporting candidates or legislation that should go against everything you stand for spiritually? I mean, I'm welcome to, you know, you know, explanations for that, but I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I can't understand that. I, don't, I can't fathom. I don't, like, even when you think about the Supreme Court, like, okay. What issues are this, is the Supreme Court going to be discussing, right, that you as a Christian make you, know, make you want to support a Democratic Supreme Court nominee? I mean, what issues? What, what's, what's on the docket? What's coming up in the next couple of years that you're so afraid of that you, you – like, what's, let's say Donald Trump gets in office. What the heck is he going to do? And I'm just talking spiritually. We can talk about – you know, foreign policy, and you know, we can talk about that. That's why I don't support Donald. Trump. I wouldn't. I don't. Donald Trump's gonna make a great president. Nah, I get it. But I'm talking spiritually right now. Issues spiritually. Is Donald Trump going to really affect you in a negative way? That's going to infringe upon what you believe to be right according to the Bible. I can't. I don't. It's not really anything for me. 
You know what I'm saying? Maybe you guys have different things that I'm not aware of, but yeah, we can talk about other things. And here's the I guess this is the dilemma. The problem is that there's no you know, there's no perfect you know, political candidate. Right? I mean, no you don't you if even if you do support Barack Obama, there's you know, he's not perfect. You know, I mean, I clearly you know, you're never gonna. There's never gonna be a candidate who you're gonna say I agree with everything this person says and does. And if you do, you're ignorant and you don't understand politics. And you don't even need to be listening to tonight's show. You understand? You know, you you can't. You know, you no one is perfect. No one's gonna say everything and do everything that you want them to do politically. All right. So what I'm saying is, as as intelligent people, we have to itemize and we have to prioritize. What's most important to us? What is most important to me? What what issues am I most passionate about? Okay, because, okay, yeah, I may not agree with this, but this is what I I do agree with. This is what I'm most passionate about. And this person best represents the things that I'm most passionate about. And then that's where, and then when people start saying, well, I'm this and I'm that, I say, well, are you leading with your wallet? Or are you are you most passionate about the Bible? But I don't like I said I don't judge. I mean that's that's I'm just saying that's the decision that people have to make. That's the question that has to be asked of each individual person. And I don't care who. That's what I was telling somebody the other day. I don't care who you vote for. But do not. I mean seriously, I, I genuinely don't. You vote for who you want to vote for, but at least be able to articulate why you're voting that way. You know what I'm saying? And don't look at me crazy if I tell you this is what I'm doing or this is who I support based on my <laughs> what's important to me. But yeah, man, that's why I said I said uh, online. I said I said really I believe this. This may sound crazy, but I really believe. And this is where the Bible starts talking about the spirit of the antichrist. Right, said so that he was here, and is he, he is even here today? The spirit of the Antichrist. He's not here yet, but he's. The Bible says that the spirit of the Antichrist is here, and we're already seeing it manifesting himself in certain situations. Those certain situations, meaning, are you know they're causing people to be blinded. They're causing people to look at. People and things and say, wow, this is someone here to help me. This is someone here that's good. When in reality, is the reality is that they're actually, they couldn't be more evil. You know, I said that if Satan himself was running against Donald Trump, I'm talking about Satan, like Satan himself. Yeah, Satan, Lucifer, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's his name. Satan, that's it. Satan Lucifer versus Donald Trump. You know, I'm I, I really I see I really do see people actually voting for Satan. You know? I mean seriously. Well, you know. And see and here's the and here's the problem with that. Let me just see a lot of people are like, you crazy, Dana, I wouldn't vote for Satan. Well, what do you mean? You wouldn't vote for Satan, but you support a satanic agenda. Uh, you see, people don't want to hear that. Well, what you mean? See, people say Satan is not a fiery demon, you know, with horns and a red red skin and you know looking all crazy. That's that's you know comic books. 
Satanist things. Satanist greed, money, homosexuality, sin. You know, the love of the Bible says uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. And people are so stupid. No disrespect, but people are stupid. Just got just talk about that for a quick second. So people don't they quote that scripture so much. They say y'all y'all I'm not voting for Trump because he's evil. So why why is he evil? Because he's got so much money, and money is is the root of evil. I'm like what? I'm like that's not what the scripture says. Scripture does not say. That money is evil, and it doesn't say that people with a lot of money are evil. It does not say that. No, that's how ignorant people are. The scripture is for the love of money is the root of all evil. It's the beginning of evil. That's where evil starts when you, in your mind, you aspire to have all of this money. Money you know, uh, defines you and money guides you and directs your steps. You know what I'm saying? That's the root of evil, you know? And what we've got to do is really get back to that. And and that's why I said you got to stop using, thinking with your wallets because so many people are, are driven by money that they're, that, that they're willing, watch this, they're willing to support evil. That's why the Bible says that, for the love of money is the root of all evil. That's why you're supporting someone who's pushing a satanic agenda. It's crazy. I said that it's so sad to see so many people that are more enthusiastic about politics than they are the church. I mean, I'm just like, maybe it's because I know my history. Like, I know where we come from. Like, this political system is the same political system that voted to keep slavery, you know, institute slavery, you know, uh, keep it going for for so many years and, and tons of other discriminatory and flat-out racist, satanic laws to be voted in place over over the course of the history of this country. This is the same political process that just because we have a, a black president, people are like dying for like, oh my gosh, the election is this is coming up. This is like it. I'm so excited about it. It's going to change everything. This election is so important. I'm like, yo, what the heck are you talking about, yo? Like, what do you mean? Like, the government is not for us. The government is not for I had somebody online today. They said every president is, is corrupt except Obama. I'm like, what? Oh, so oh, what? Fifty-two, fifty-three presidents, whatever we're on right now, they're 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 all corrupt, <laughs> but except Obama, he's good. Come on, guys. Come, I mean, come on. Let's. Re- I mean, like, really, let's be sensible. What people have to understand is that the that presidents come and go. You know, presidents come and go, but the office. Of the presidency is the same. You know, it has been bought, bought and paid for years ago. You know, you don't get to be, it's kind of like, I mean, a good analogy would be you got the KKK. Now, the KKK is a, you know, a national organization, right? I mean, you you know, you can have the, this is the Grand Wizard 
Uh, you know, this is the grand. I'm the grand wizard of the KKK. Okay, so now I die or I, you know, I leave office. Well, guess what? Now they got another grand wizard that's been put in place. Now he's the he runs the whole KKK. But now somebody gets the bright idea. You know what? We want to take this KKK a little bit deeper. We want to expand. Hmm. What's the best way to expand the KKK? And we want to do something a little bit different. We got all the white folk. We got, you know, people, the racists. But, you know, we really want to just take over the world. So let's incorporate black people into the KKK. Hmm. Well, you know what? Let me think. What's the best way to do that? I know. Let's put a black man and make him the grand wizard of the KKK. That'll do it. You know what I mean? And that way, people will forget <laughs> that it's actually the KKK. Right? I mean, let's just let's try it out. Let's see what we got to lose. You know? And that's what they do. So they get the, you know, they make Tyrone the new grand wizard of the KKK. Next thing you know, you got all these people, black people, white people. Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. The KKK isn't so bad. They got a black man up there. What are you talking about? They're racist. No, it's just that's just the organization. Now, the other grand wizards, they were, they were racist. They hated blacks. But no, because he's black. He must not hate us. He's one of us. Now, granted, while he's the Grand Wizard, he doesn't do anything, you know what I mean, for, you know, to change the organization of the KKK, for being the KKK and what all that it stands for. You guys get my point. The United States is known around the world as one of, if not the most corrupt countries in the world. That's been well documented. Anyone who doesn't believe that, doesn't know that, you don't know your history. Okay? So no matter who's sitting in office, no matter what CNN says, the United States government has an agenda. And it's crazy because people will believe that. It's like any context outside of the office of the president, people are on board with that. Oh, the government doesn't, you know, Black Lives Matter. We need to change the criminal justice system. The criminal justice system is so racist and this and that, and, and, and the school systems are this and that, and the police, you know, uh, precincts around the country are this and that. But let you actually talk about the president, what he represents, because he's black. Oh, it's, you know, God forbid he's just a figurehead. God forbid he's just a puppet being whose strings are being pulled by the racist billionaires that really control this country, that everyone with really who knows anything knows that's how it works. It's like a, any uh, corporation. You got your shareholders, you know, who sit behind collecting their money, you know, making really making the decisions, and then you got your CEO. A better analogy is you got the actual owner, you know, of a football team. The owner sits up in the box. You don't really see the owners until they put the camera on them. But who do you see more often? You see, yeah, you see the players, but you also see the coach. Now, if you don't know anything about football, you look on the field and you see the coach. He looks like he's calling the shots. He's calling plays. He's covering up his mouth so nobody can read his lips and tell, hey, yelling at people, cussing them out. It looks like the coach is running things. But if you know about football... Nah, he ain't running nothing. The the owner makes the decisions. He's sitting up in the box. And I'm just, if you guys understand and catch the analogy, 
The United States of America. If we're gonna make, because because we're gonna talk politics today, let's talk politics. Let's really talk politics. The owner is what's they're calling the shots of the football team, just like these billionaires. These, you know, what I'm saying, literally, these billionaires are calling the shots of this country. The billionaires control the money, the Federal Reserve. Not not the president. The president's got to ask permission to do so. He's got to get approval from Congress. These billionaires don't have to get approval from anybody. They they buy votes. They're the ones buying the votes in Congress. Oh, man, I wish people really knew how this stuff worked, man. I, I mean, I really do, because, you know, these debates wouldn't be necessary. A lot of this other stuff just wouldn't be necessary, because, you know, we could just talk real, like, all right, this is what's really going on. But, but the problem with it is people are getting their – using the media – as their sole source of information. And the media is controlled by, by the government. Who controls the government? Darn sure isn't the president. You know what I'm saying? If anyone thinks the president controls the government, go back to political science 101. Forget that. Not college. Go, go back to high school. I started learning about political science in you know elementary school, middle school. A lot of people have never learned about it, which is a whole other topic of you know of discussion. A lot of these high schools, these elementary, they're not teaching that stuff. I know adults, I know college kids who have no idea what the electoral college is, how it works, the Federal Reserve, you know, the different branches of the uh, the government. They have no idea what the separation of church and state is. They have no idea about anything, but they want to be the main ones talking about. Black Lives Matter, and you know we got to go vote. Vote for who? Vote for what? Like, what are you voting for? You don't even know. Like, what? That's like going to play the lottery, and you don't even know what you're playing for. You're just handing somebody your money, hoping that you hit. You got to know, like, yo, this is the Powerball. The draw, the the payout is four hundred million. And if I got, you know, five numbers plus the Powerball, whatever, then I. Don't just give somebody your money and you don't know what you're doing. Don't just vote and you have no idea how the political process works. Some people are listening right now. No darn well they don't know how the political process works. No darn well they have no idea what Hillary Clinton stands for. They have no idea what Obama even stood for. They just voted because he's a black man. They're just voting because Obama supports Hillary. And the cycle just goes on and on and on. I can't wait until we just got two regular old white people in there again. Then black people go back to not caring. Just like they did before Obama. And it's disgusting. It's really disgusting. We have the audacity to talk about Black Lives Matter. How do Black Lives Matter when we when we don't even, our educations don't even matter to ourselves? You know what I'm saying? If you guys missed my special on um on Black Lives Matter, like not not the the Alton Sterling, the most you know, not those two shows. I just did two back to back uh three-hour specials on the on the shooting desk and all that stuff. But I'm talking about a few, several months ago, I did an actual special on Black Lives Matter in our community. Definitely check that out if you missed it. Yeah, it's crazy. Let me ask you a couple questions. Like I said, I'll take some calls and I have people listening in. I, I'm saying tonight. I'm saying tonight like it's 9 o'clock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Today, this feels good, though. 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Get a nice little show out the way. Still got the rest of the day. Let's um let's talk about 
Bernie Sanders. You know, I, I said online that uh, I said, if, and I'll read it. I said if Bernie Sanders and, and Donald Trump, I said, and just about everyone else who knows how the system really works, the political system really works. I said, if these two major players in the political, you know, system are telling you that the entire process is rigged, if Bernie Sanders specifically told you that there is a corrupt and rigged campaign contribution system that basically makes it so that billionaires can buy elections. Bernie Sanders is known as one of the most honest, the most, you know, uh, morally upright politicians, you know, that that are out there. That's just, you know, that's how he's known. And, you know, maybe rightfully so. I, I'm not going to sit there and lie. I didn't know too much about Bernie before this election season. But since he's been running, I, you know, I kind of did some research. I'm like, wow, he seems like a pretty straightforward guy. You know, so if you got Bernie Sanders, who's actually been in, who first of all, who marched with King, who's been around, been in politics for, you know, what, 30 years? You know, you got Bernie Sanders, who's respected by everyone. I don't think you'll find anyone who doesn't respect Sanders. And and you got Donald Trump, who has been in, in business for as long as Bernie Sanders has been in politics. You know, so you got these two people, very, very, very influential, but just in different ways. I think you got all these other people, political pund, well, you know, pundits and different people who are telling you, like, yo, the process is rigged. And I, uh, so I said that if if that's the case, and because that's the case, why is everyone so passionate about who they will or won't vote for? I said that I hate to break it to you, but it really doesn't matter. Now that was considered a you know somewhat controversial statement. Now when it was controversial, people were telling me like, "Yo, man, you got to chill. You know, you you're messing around. People are not going to vote." I'm like, "Yo, listen, I don't care if they vote or not. Let me just explain something to you guys. And I've talked about this before, but just for the this is a new crowd potentially, you know." Different time slot, different people tuned in, you know what I mean? But the reality is this. Our forefathers, you know, our grandmothers, our ancestors, those who came before us, they fought and they died for us to have the right to vote. All right? And they, that's what it is. They they fought for that. <clears throat> and I, I appreciate that. But the reality is that's all it was. It's for us to have the right to vote. Back in the day, we didn't have a choice. You couldn't vote. You know what I mean? Like, like right now, we have the right to drink. You know, we have a right to get drunk. We have a right to, in some states, we have a right to smoke marijuana. Now, there are people who fought for the right to smoke marijuana. You know what I'm saying? Legally. Does that mean I'm going to go out or go over to Denver or or Washington and get high? Well, no, because I don't smoke. I never have and I don't you know like I that's not what I'm into. 
You know, I understand how the how the drug works. I understand the effect that it would have on my body. So that's not what something I choose to engage in. I appreciate the right. I'm glad that if I chose to, I could do that. But I'm choosing not to do that. And and what has happened is society has the media and society has made it so that we are now being bullied. We are being bullied into voting. We are being bullied into participating in a fraudulent and rigged process. If anyone understands how the politics really works, and then you look at all the stuff that's going on, you see it very clear, as clear as day. The only people who don't think this process is rigged are the, are the people who don't know how this process works. If you know how it works, you can look, like you saw, look at all these scandals that the media is sweeping under the rug. You know, the whole freaking Democratic Party is under a major, major scandal. And again, I tip my hat to them because they've been able to brainwash people and, and, and not be a big deal. Nobody cares about the, these email leaks that show specifically Debbie Wasserman Schultz, you know, uh, schemed and manipulated the whole political process against Bernie Sanders and in favor of Hillary Clinton. And, as a, and because those emails were linked, she was forced to step down as the, the chair of the DNC. That is a major political scandal. And I look at social media, I'm just like, how do people see that and just ignore it? The, listen, the head of the, the whole Democratic Conven- National Convention had emails released that show her to be complicit in, in a scheme to prevent Bernie Sanders from winning the election. Bernie Sanders has actually, I don't know if he's filed them or is in the process of filing actual lawsuits against the DNC because he recognizes that they stole the election from him. Hillary Clinton should not even be the nominee because I've even asked myself, and you guys have heard shows, and I even asked myself, I'm like, how the heck and why the heck would the black community rally behind Hillary Clinton when there's another candidate like Bernie Sanders. I just I just couldn't understand it. You know what I'm saying? And it's now it all now I I've said that. I was saying that months ago. Y'all heard me. I've been talking about politics this whole time. Y'all heard these shows. I'm like, why are people supporting? And I even questioned it. I'm like, hold up, this isn't right. Nobody I said this I no one's doing it. It's not happening. There's no way that people are going to see these this corrupt and lying candidate like Hillary Clinton and then see this morally upright, honest man like Bernie Sanders and just choose to support her over him. It makes no sense. Now we got these emails being leaked, and now we see why. We see why Hillary's the nominee, you know? See, the thing about it is, if you even have to say, I'm going to support the lesser of two evils, right? But nobody would be saying that with Bernie Sanders. Nobody, If it was Bernie versus Hillary, 
Nobody would be saying, I'm just going to, I don't like either one of them, so I'm just going to support the lesser of two evils. No, Bernie's not a lesser of two evils. I don't think anyone would say, oh, Bernie Sanders is evil. You may not agree with him necessarily politically, but you're not going to call him evil the way you would call Hillary evil. So why is she the nominee? Why does she get all these black votes, supposedly? Reason is because they sabotage the election. And I, we're not all gonna, we're never gonna know the full extent of it. See, that problem people try to use their minds when they're not to understand. They try to understand how it happened, you know, the full extent of what exactly happened. And when they can't figure out, they're like, oh, no, that didn't happen. But it's not for us to understand. We're not politicians. We're not political insiders. We're not billionaires. We're not privy to the who, what, when, where, and whys of exactly how they stole the election, exactly how they influenced or even what got influenced, but we know there was some impropriety going on. You know, and I just I don't understand how people can see that and can know that, you know, and still be like, you know, I'm still gonna support. But again, I tip my head. Because the media has done such a great job of putting this Donald Trump or, you know, candidate there and painting him to be the devil to the point where people will really see all the corruption firsthand, you know, and, and say, uh, you know what, I still vote for him. I told you all last time we were alive, the freaking her longtime assistant testified to shredding her itinerary. That's illegal. When she was secretary, the secretary of state, she she shredded her whole you know, regularly. Just it would destroy her itinerary, so nobody, you know, her movements could not be tracked. You know, and that's illegal. I haven't heard not one thing about that in, in the news, other than the initial time that it was reported. And it's just like wow. You know what I mean? But like I said, we're talking politics, man. If we're gonna talk politics, let's you know, let's really talk politics. Not you know, not media driven politics. You know, another issue I have again, you know, this whole uh, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton thing. I said this last night on Facebook, and I posted the picture of of Donald Trump and, and a, a young Donald Trump and a young Hillary and Bill. You know, and uh, you know, just and I asked the question. I said, of of over twenty years of friendship. You know, you look back, Google interviews and, and different things. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, they, they were friends. Okay? You guys have to, I mean, I don't know if people realize that, but these people were friends. You know, going to each other's weddings, doing different things, financial donations. I mean, you know, Donald Trump has called her a friend. You know, Hillary, I've personally heard Hillary Clinton call Donald Trump a friend. You know, this is Donald. Listen, Donald Trump is someone who has given the Clinton Foundation and different initiatives and different all types of stuff, campaign contributions. Donald Trump used to even be a Democrat. He used to support all of them. You know, this is someone who's given millions of dollars to Hillary and Bill. Right, millions of dollars, but all of a sudden that he's now on the opposite end of this super plan to. Buy the election and put Hillary in office because secretly she runs the world. See, a lot of people say, "What do you mean he, she runs the world?" People, them, people don't. Under, you got to watch Clinton Cash. You know what I mean? You really got to watch Clinton Cash to know the 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 full extent of the Clintons' power and influence. 
You know, a lot of people don't understand the presence that they have in Africa. A lot of people don't understand what the Clinton name means and represents in the Middle East. You know, you, and to understand to understand that level, you know, of power and influence that they have, you have to research that stuff, and then you can begin to understand, you know, how you buy an entire election. You know, I mean, it's deep. Again, it's called Clinton Cash. Just Google, look it up. So it's only an hour. Some people say, oh, I'm not watching that. Sh-. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's how I posted the link and it's like no no thumbs up, no likes, no comment. Like people just you know what I'm saying? It's like people don't care because it's not or let NBC say it or let, you know, Matt Lauer talk about it. Then it's like, Oh yeah, let me watch it. But you gotta you gotta actually watch it. and if you watch it you'd be like, Oh snap. I didn't know all that. You know, that way you can kind of see exactly how elections are bought and why elections are bought and, you know, the pieces in place necessary to even buy an election. But, yeah, man, Donald Trump has donated millions of dollars. You know? You know, never any talk. And, again, I followed Donald Trump's career, you know, The Apprentice and different things. And, you know, there was never any talk about racism. I mean, even look at people like, you know, um, you know, what is it, Dog the Bounty Hunter, you know, Hulk Hogan. You know, it's like, wow, you you know, this is Hulk Hogan. And now all of a sudden we, we see a tape of you, you know, you cussing your daughter out, calling her boyfriend a nigger. Right, okay, dad, you're Hulk Hogan, but now I see you got some, you know, you got some racist racist tendencies up in you. Dad, that's how you, that's how you really feel. Like, okay, um, you know, whoever else, you know what I'm saying, different people who've been associated with, you know, using the N-word. It's like, okay, now I see what you mean. But there's been none of that associated with Donald Trump. Y'all ever notice that? Never. Never anything, you know, never no N-word, never, you know, any. And I'm not even, like I said, I'm not a Donald Trump fan. I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. But at the same time, it's extremely irresponsible of the media to do this and to paint someone as a racist when that's just not, it's just not true. You feel what I'm saying? Like, people, and I, I'll even talk to people. I'll be like, yo, like, what, what, you know, are you supporting Hillary? Yeah, I can't support Trump because he's a racist. I said, okay, what the heck, bro? I said, what, what's, like, what, what's racist? I said, well, he wants to build a wall. Okay, so you mean, you mean he wants to protect our borders, right? Yeah. I said, okay, what's wrong with that? I'm just saying, you want to build this for Mexico. He just wants to build the. I'm like, right, that that's where the border is. I said that's one of our major borders where where it's so many people. It's not really secure. I'm like, people can just kind of sneak in and do different things to get into the country illegally. I'm like, yeah. So he wants to he wants to build a wall to keep illegal immigrants out. Well, that's racist. I'm like, how is that racist? Like people are just ignorant. That's not racist. That's I said all borders should be secure. I said. You know, go try to sneak into some of these other countries. You can't do it. You know, and so I mean, so there's that 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 throws that. They're like, oh yeah, well he he called them. He said all Mexicans are murderers and rapists. I said, really? I said, what? Well, show me the link. I said, yo, do me a favor, just text me the link of where he actually said that. Well, I didn't really hear him say that, but that's what I saw on the news. <laughs> you you got to see my frustration. I'm like, well, look, just do this. I said, just send me a quote. 
I said, just send me like a racist quote that you've actually heard him say. You know what I mean? Like, because I haven't heard any. I haven't heard any racist quotes. I haven't seen any racist quotes. Never heard him actually say anything racist. Yeah, well, I, I don't got no quotes, but whatever. I just know he's a racist. I'm like, all right, man. You know, and they say what well, is this whole thing about uh, the Muslims. They say, you know, he wants to ban Muslims. He wants to keep all the Muslims out. I said, really? I said, when did he, when did he say that? I, when did Donald Trump say I said, show me the, send me the link. Send me the YouTube clip of where Donald Trump says he wants to keep all the Muslims out. I don't, I can't, I never saw the actual link myself. I said, really? I said, really? Because there is no link. I said, because that's not what he actually said. I said, the reality is he said, and this is right on the website, he said that he wants to put a stop. He wants to put a temporary stoppage on immigration and, and, and um, get refugees and immigration from other countries where there is a high, um, a high, what is the word I'm looking for? You know, a high concentration of terrorist activities. That's what he's saying. From, you know, Muslim, majority Muslim countries, he's saying let's put a temporary ban on until we have a proper vetting process in place. You know, and I've, I've seen whole, see a lot of people, what happens is, a lot of people are just going off the sound bites. They're just, they, you know, they don't watch the speeches a lot of times come on, you know, the interviews come on like in the day, during the daytime or, you know, in one of the debates that they don't watch. And so it's like, because Love and Hip Hop is on, but then they, you know, CNN does the the mashup of it, you know what I'm saying? They chop it up, you know, and then they just place, they you know, that's when they use it for their advantage, how they want to put it out there. And that they, you know, project the narrative that he's a racist. But as far as the actual speeches, because I've watched hour-long Donald Trump speeches. I've watched hour-and-a-half-long speeches from Clinton, Trump, many politicians, just because I want to hear what they're actually saying. You know, I watched the, uh, the, the convention speech, and he said specifically, he said, no, I don't want to keep all Muslims out. He says, no, nah, but there is a radical Islamic problem, right, here in this country. And and abroad, they're radical Islamic terrorists blowing up things, killing people. That's a problem. He said, until we can figure out who's who, until we have a vetting process in place, let's put a stop on on immigration from these Muslim countries until we can figure out who has been radicalized, you know, or not. Like, let's figure that out first. You know, and to and I I agree with that. That's not to me. Maybe to you guys or different people. Maybe that says to them, "Oh, let's ban all Muslims." But when I hear that from an intelligent standpoint, I'm not hearing. I don't hear. I hate Muslims or I want to ban all Muslims. That's what the media wants you to think. And again, I'm not here to defend him. I'm here to criticize the dishonesty of the media. That's what I'm here because I'm in the media. This is what I do. So when you're in my industry doing different things and giving it a bad name, and Donald Trump has even said, like, yo, the media is just so dishonest. And I'm like, yeah, they are. I've seen them blatantly lie. You know, we've talked about that. I've, I've watched CNN with some of these disasters and tragedies and them blatantly make up things, them omit things. So because it didn't fit their narrative that they want to project forth. 
I've seen that firsthand, so I know they lied. The media does not care. The government does not care. And you know they will do and say whatever they need to do and say to get you on board with what they want you on board with. All right? You know, it's like, and it's like look at So you got them lying and saying that he said things that he's never said, but then they omit things that other people have actually said. Case in point. You know, go ahead and look up. Just type in two words. Hillary Clinton, super predator. Hillary Clinton actually referred to black people as super predators that need to be brought to heel. Like, what the? Yo, when I walk my dog, when I take my dog for a walk, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I train them, we stop at a corner. Y'all know what that means, right? Dog is walking, he's walking, he's sniffing around. But when you get to a corner, you say heel. Like, if they got the choke collar, they don't want to get choked out. So you say heel, they they slow down a little bit. When you get to the corner, they sit. You say, all right, my dog's name is Cabo. I say, Cabo, heel. So he chills and he sits down. So Hillary Clinton is comparing us to dogs that need to be <laughs> they need to be brought to heel, right? So we're like my dog. When we get to the corner, we need to know our place, know our role, and, and, and ease up. We're super predators, the gang members. You know, and the irony with that is I actually agree. There are a lot of black people who are out here who are predators. You know, I have a family member, somebody broke into her car just to steal the freaking handicap placard. You know, the little placard you have, the little, you know, so you can park in a handicap spot. You know, she left it up in the, you know what I'm saying, on the, the you know, the rear view mirror. In the middle of the night, somebody smashed the whole freaking window, a brand new car. Cost like five hundred dollars to get a new mirror. I'm mean, get a new window, just for a, a handicap placard that they're gonna sell in the street for twenty dollars. Those are the super predators right there, just preying on unsuspecting victims to rob, steal, kill. So the the irony is that that's actually true for a, a, a major part of the black community. That's the irony because I actually agree with her statement. But let Donald Trump even refer to anybody in the black community or any community for that matter as a super predator that needs to be brought to heel, then that, then he's a racist. But when's the last time you heard the media or anyone in the media or anybody for that matter refer to Hillary Clinton as a racist when she actually referred to an entire race of people as super predators that need to be brought to heel and supports Margaret Sanger, who is a racist, not supports, but idolizes her. That Those are racist, you know, too. I mean, come on. And that's what I'm saying. It's that is not being it's not fair that there is such a large discrepancy between the two. You know? I mean, it's like if you're going to if you want to the funniest thing about it. The funniest thing about it is that like I said, if it was just about policy and it was about experience, you know, and it was about debating skills, and it was just on, you know what I'm saying, like, this is what you represent, this is what I represent. All right, cool, let's have an election. I mean, it's going to be fraudulent, It's going to, they're going to do what they do, but let's just have a debate, let's just have a real election, you know, without all of the extra stuff. 
You know, you don't have to paint someone as a racist. He, they don't need to do that. He's already inexperienced. He already flies off at the handle mocking disabled people. You want to say, hey, look, I don't like Donald Trump. I saw a little clip, clip of where he was mocking the, the handicapped person. I don't, I don't respect that. I don't respect it either. So, fine, go with that. Go with something that's undeniable. But don't just make up stuff. Don't twist his words. Don't, you know what I'm saying? You want to say, hey, look, you, you, you know, you, you don't even, you haven't put forth any real uh, ideas on how you're going to fix the economy or, or what your foreign policy is, because he doesn't. He talks about having advice, like, cool, use that. Fine, you don't support him for that? Okay, cool, I get no argument from me. But let's, let's have an intelligent discussion. You know what I mean? Let's not use the, don't follow the media's lies. And manipulation tactics that just makes us look stupid. Most people aren't even talking about this. You just say I'm not voting for him because he's a racist. Like, well, what about his policy? Like, what? Shoot, your freaking boss is racist. What you? What you mean? You go to work, don't you? You get that paycheck every day. Whoever signed that paycheck, they racist too, right? You was just down at the EEOC at your last job where you got fired from, trying to get trying to get paid because he was racist. But you was there for five years, so I, you know what I'm saying? You go to work, but you, but you can't vote for somebody because they racist. You don't want a racist president. You your freaking boss is racist. You know, I mean, let's let's <laughs> let's cut the crap. You know, I mean, the reality is that um, there's just a lot of dishonesty, a lot of dishonesty out here. You know, speaking of which. We're looking at the media, right? We're talking about the dishonesty of the media. Well, the media wants you to believe that there are only two political choices out here. People are out here talking about voting for the lesser of two evils. I said, what? The lesser of two evils? What you mean? You, you know it's other options, right? I said, what you mean? Well, nah, it's just Hillary versus uh, Donald. I said, well, no, nah, not not really. There, there's actually, you know, many, there's I think about four or five different candidates. I mean, candidates actually on the on the ballot that you can vote for. But then I, I said, on top of that, you can actually write in a candidate. I mean, people, I mean, what you so that's that's an option. I'm not saying that if you write in someone, obviously that person is going to win, but that is an option. See, what people don't understand, and this is the ignorance of a lot of people, our ancestors fought, and I talked about this earlier, they fought for us to have the right to vote. Nobody says you have to vote for who's going to win. You know what I'm saying? That's not, nobody fought for my, I mean, people try to beat me over the head with the, with the BS. Like, what are you talking My grandfather fought for that. So my, you know what I'm saying? Like, my grandmother, my, you know, my, they died when they were, you know, my grandmother was 103 my grandfather was like 90 when he died. So, come on. Like don't try to talk to me like I don't know about what our history is. I know for, I've heard firsthand stories. You know, from what went on in the early 1900s. You know, so please miss me with all that crazy stuff. You understand? And so the reality is they just want us to have the opportunity. And so if you exercise your right to vote, but the way you choose to vote is by writing in a candidate, guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. And just to take it a step further, guess what? It really, and if you choose to actually hit the button 
and vote for Hillary or Donald Trump, I hate to break it to you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And people, that's where it becomes controversial. But again, if you understand, your vote is not your vote. And if you don't, if you don't believe that, or you don't understand that, just ask Al Gore. I think for one of either the first time in history or one of the only times in history, did a candidate actually win the popular vote, but lose the election? The election went all the way to the Supreme Court. You know, there were lawsuits filed. But at the end of the day, Bush won. He lost the popular vote. The, you, people, please, please, and I'm not saying you don't know, you don't understand, but a lot of people really don't. But when you vote, you are voting and hoping that the Electoral College is going to, you know, take that vote into consideration when they cast their ultimate vote. Okay? The election is decided by the Electoral College. They take the popular vote into consideration when determining who they're going to cast their ultimate vote for. They don't have to go along with the popular vote. They usually do, but there's nothing in the Constitution, there's nothing in law that says they are legally obligated to do that. All right, And so at the end of the day, that's where your vote is going. Now, on the local election, I mean, the local level, you know, it's a little bit different. Well, actually, it's a lot different. There's no electoral college. So, yes, your vote has a more direct effect on who gets into office and who doesn't. But things are totally different on, on a national level. You have, I mean, these. It's, I mean, it's so much more complicated than I even have time to talk about tonight. But that's what you got to understand. You got to research for yourself. You know, people control this stuff. People influence this stuff. On my last show, I did a, a, a in-depth analyzation of the NBA. I talked about uh, Steph Curry, uh, his wife, and, and her allegations that the NBA are rigged and different. I talked about all that stuff. This stuff is rigged. Listen, everything out there. You're not a billionaire. Listen, listen, people don't understand. Like, if you're a billionaire, you know, shoot, if you're a, if you're the boss at your job, you know, guess what? You're gonna make it. You're gonna make your own schedule, right? You're gonna. You're probably. You know, I don't know if you're gonna set your own salary. You're gonna give yourself some perks. You're gonna have the corner office. You're gonna have an office with the window. You're gonna have some little perks to it. You're going to do things you want them to, the way that you want them to go because you control that, right? When I used to be in management, I used to, you know, control my, my own schedule. So what you got to realize is if you are running the show, whether that's the entertainment industry, whether that's the political, you know, industry, sports, whatever, you're going to, you know, you're going to do what you can to ensure things go how you want them to go. You know, if it's boxing, everyone knows boxing has a history of being rigged and influenced. You know, maybe judges are paid off. Boxers are, you know, gotten to, hey, you're going to take a dive in the seventh round and you know, all the bookies are going to, you know, collect this amount of money. I mean, everyone knows that stuff. So what makes you think that the rich and powerful, just like they control boxing, what maybe 
it's not, you know, you can't control it in the same way, you know, but, hey, you know, this referee, maybe not call that foul, or maybe let's, you know, let's do this so that this will happen, or, you know, or whatever. Or maybe if we're playing in the Super Bowl, you know, we'll, we'll make the lights go out for 30, 40 minutes, and then when you come back, maybe things will be a little bit different. Who knows? But anyone who thinks that these billionaires who control have the power to control so much are just going to sit back and let the people that they are, watch this, the people that are actually in the process of being controlled, they're going to put the elections 100% in their hands? Come on. Come on, guys. We're talking about billions of dollars. You know, it's like, okay, if you have a, a Democrat in office and their platform is, okay, we're going to pass Obamacare, and Obamacare is literally not, you know, not maybe, but literally, you know, causing the government and those who control the government to profit billions of dollars versus someone who wants to repeal Obamacare, all that money goes away. You think they're going to leave billions of dollars to chance? People think, oh, my gosh, no, we got free health care. No, 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 no. Obamacare is not free. See, other countries, they actually have universal health care. Obamacare is not universal health care. You guys know that, right? See, a lot of people don't know that. Obamacare is something specifically put in place to force the people to have health care and pay for health care. Just like, you know, you, you get pulled over, they say, Can I, let me see your license and registration. Let me see your license and registration. Okay, here's my license. All right, where's your insurance? Well, I didn't, I just chose not to get it. What? Where, no, you got to have insurance on it. You drive it, you, you are forced, you are required to have insurance. Well, I don't have it. Okay, well, cool. Get out the car. I'm going to tow this car. Tow truck be here in 10 minutes. Your car is impounded. If you don't have insurance, that's the equivalent of Obamacare. Now, good thing is if you get pulled over, hey, where's your insurance? Here's my insurance card. Oh, boom, I just got in a car accident. Where's your insurance? Cool. Car is paid for. Why? Because you have insurance. So, yes, in that way, yes, it's good that you have car insurance because if you get in an accident, you don't have to pay for it. The insurance pays for it. You're covered. It's the same thing. But make no mistake about it. You are required to have Healthcare. If you get sick, cool, you're covered, whatever. But if you don't, if you do not have it, guess what? You're being fined. Just like your car is being impounded, if you don't have car, you're being fined. And I don't even know what other penalties, but you're definitely being fined if you choose not to, you know, get healthcare. Everyone is required to have healthcare, and that's what's not being reported. You know, and so what y'all have to understand is when you require people, just like the insurance companies get paid, you know, when, when you don't, when you have health, in, when you have, excuse me, car insurance, that money goes to the insurance companies because that's not, that's not government regulated. You know, but, but the health care, the government is getting paid off of that. So, I mean, really just think, you, if, you're the, if you're the people behind the scenes sitting up in the owner's box who control the government and control the the money, Federal Reserve, do you want all these billions and billions of dollars coming through now that you're forcing people to get paid, to have health care? Or do you want it to go back to how it was when that was just another piece 
that you didn't have your hand in. I'm pretty sure they're going to do whatever they can do to ensure that we got a Democrat in office so that we can keep this constant flow of money coming in. That's what it's really about. People want you to think it's about all this other stuff, but I mean it's you know I'm just that's just the you know the Dayton Tolbert abbreviated version of what's going on. I, but I encourage you to do some research on your own because I'm not saying anything that's incorrect. We can debate it all day, but anyone who knows what's really going on, you just follow the money, follow who's getting paid. That's why Obamacare is so important, or so so uh, popular. Because you have to spin it. You can't force someone to do it. You know, they've been trying to do this. Why do you think, yo, this is so deep, man, but you know, you know how long they've been trying to get something like Obamacare passed? You guys have any idea? I look back, Ted Kennedy was fighting for that his whole life. But, you know, it would, it would I, I don't know what all happened, what the roadblocks were, but, you know, it, it took... A black man, the I'm not going to say the black community, but get the lower class community on board with this, with this corruption. You know, you got this black man saying, hey, look, I want to make low income or excuse me, low income families eligible to have health care. So in theory, it sounds good, but you're forcing them to. You're passing a law that says you're now required to have this. And if you don't have it, I'm going to penalize you. It took a, you couldn't have George Bush say, I'm going to make you get this. Now nah, people have been rioting. But when you market it, you know, as, as a black man trying to help the lower class, that goes along with the narrative that they're trying to project from the whole Democratic Party being for the lower and middle class and the, upper, and the Republicans being for the upper class. It's all fake. It's, every, it's actually reversed. Everything you think is going on is actually reversed. The Democrats are the real ones working for the, the top 1%, because that's who's getting paid with all these ridiculous policies and legislation that's getting pushed through. Yo, man, people, people got it all messed up. They got it backwards. Like I said, I'm talking politics today, man. Like I said, the media wants you to believe that there are only two choices. There's tons of choices. What, I mean, what happened when there was when you had you know eight different Republicans and you know four or five different uh, Democrats? It wasn't only two choices then. And what if I told you? Did you guys know that Bernie Sanders? I think it was like his name was, was never even really removed off the ballot. You know what I'm saying? Remember, he was like, "I'm gonna take this all the way to the convention," and he held on to his delegates. A lot of times when you drop out the race, you transfer your delegates over to, you know, whoever's up. But he was like, no, nah, his delegates were his delegates until the convention. People still had the opportunity to still support. But, you know, by that time, it was too late. You know, well, it's not, it's not even too late because guess what? People could still all write in Bernie Sanders if they chose to. Let me tell you something. I, you know, and this is the issue I have. One of the things people are saying, well, you know, there are only two viable candidates. I said there's only two viable. Okay, that's true. Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump is going to be president. But the thing with me is, and I was just talking to somebody else about this. I, you know, 
I'm a loyal person. I like to consider myself a loyal person. If I have a friend or you know, I'm very, I have I have very loyal supporters and I support people in a loyal manner. You know, and I thank you all for listening and continue to have been listening over the last 10 years. I really do appreciate that. You know, I really do. You know, and so my thing is if if you are a Bernie Sanders supporter, you know, and you say, "Hey, look, you know, I I support you." You know, this is who, you're my guy. This is why I support you for president. What well, then you then support him. Vote for him. Like if I'm running for president and I say, "Hey guys, guess what? Forget president. If I'm running for city council, you say, "Wow, you know, I'm I'm a support they done. You know, he's a good guy, and I know about him. He, you know, he does some good stuff in the community. I'm a support they done. Don't just not support me, or don't just support me if you think I have a chance at winning. Nah, support me. So I can say, all right, well I got X amount of votes. Don't just jump ship. You know, with me, I'm a sports guy. I'm a Philadelphia 76ers fan. I always have been. I always will be. Kevin Durant. A lot of people talk about Kevin Durant. He signed with the with the Golden State Warriors. So everyone is saying, well, Golden State. Now they're. I mean, they're definitely going to win the championship now. Okay, cool. Probably so. But guess what? I'm not going to jump ship and all of a sudden become a Golden State fan. No, I'm a Philadelphia 76ers fan. So that's who I'm going to support. They win five games, ten games, or 70 games. I'm a Sixers fan, period. That's just what it is. If you're a Bernie Sanders supporter, then you're a Bernie Sanders supporter. If you're a Marco Rubio supporter, hey, if you're a Ted Cruz supporter, I would not. Everyone's talking about Ted Cruz. Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm saying? He didn't support Donald Trump at the at the convention. I'm like, okay, well, I wouldn't either. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I said online, I said this is what I said online about this. A lot of people thought this was controversial. I don't know why. I said, how do you call someone one of the most corrupt politicians of this generation, who's been bought and paid for by the rich and powerful, lose the primary, and then say Hillary Clinton will make a great president at the DNC? I said that's called being a sellout. And I said at least Ted Cruz had the balls to not support Donald Trump after insulting him and attempting to destroy his character. I said that it's sad that the media has manipulated people into voting for Hillary Clinton when everyone knows she's committed criminal acts, lied about and covered them up, supported the fraudulent war in Iraq, supports gay marriage and transgender acceptance, and many other things no true Christian should support. I said that I really don't care who you vote for, but just make sure you use your brain and not allow yourselves to be bullied by the mainstream or social media that's literally manufactured lie after lie about Donald Trump since the election season has started. You know, and I like I said, I, I respect I don't you know, I wasn't a Ted Cruz supporter, but I respect that. You know, and I and I've actually to be honest with you, I've actually lost a lot of respect for Bernie Sanders. You know, I mean, you have someone who, you know, I mean, you can't, and I, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people had didn't really watch the debates. That it, it got heated. That's how you know this whole thing is fake. You got Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton friends, you know, and then you know back in the day, now they're cussing each other out. Then you had Michelle Obama cussing Hillary Clinton out after she cussed her husband out, Barack Obama. You know, now all of a sudden, you know, they're they're all best friends. Like, come on. 
You know, Bernie Sanders said, yo, you're you're a corrupt politician. You can't insinuate and blatantly accuse her of, of you know, obtaining $200,000 for a speech to a, a, you know, a billionaire corporation, you know, in exchange for favors, and now you support her? You, I mean, come on. That's called being a sellout. Now, of course, watch this. Watch, watch what happens. Just like, just like Hillary Clinton sold out, Bernie Sanders sold out. Because watch this. Back in 2008, Hillary Clinton, this, I mean, obviously I wasn't there, but this, I mean, you can put, you know, connect the dots. Hillary Clinton made a promise to Barack Obama to not run in, against him in 2012. In exchange for that, he would make her the Secretary of State. What experience, you know, what qualifications did a one-term senator from New York have to be to be responsible for the entire country's foreign policy? Zero. The only reason Barack Obama, you know, appointed her was because they made a deal that she would not run against him in 2012. And make his life, you know, difficult. So, all right, look, don't run against me in 2012. I'll make you Secretary of State, and you'll be president in 2016. You know, pretty simple. It's actually common sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's actually the same way. That's a, that's called selling out. And um, it's the same type of selling out that Hillary Clinton has done when she said that she was. Uh, I mean, excuse me, that Bernie Sanders said that when he said that. Uh, Oh, he hasn't said it yet, actually. Excuse me. What's going to happen is Bernie Sanders, you can quote me on this, watch out for it. It's definitely coming. When Hillary Clinton is elected president, she's going to make a, uh, a a nice little cabinet position available for Bernie Sanders. You know, where he can, you know, continue. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of surprised, but, I, you know, I, I'm not really surprised. But, you know, I kind of at one point thought that she was going to make him uh, vice president. You know that's why, but they just decided to go in a different direction. But um, yeah, man, it's you know it's, it's it's deep. What else is going on out here in politics? A lot of stuff going on out here in politics, man. Everyone's talking about the RNC, and this is funny. You know, right around the time when um, when the RNC started, you know, everyone's talking about Melania Trump. She stole Michelle Obama's speech. And then you see the memes and the, you know, the media coverage for the next three days about that nonstop, you know, and that's right around the time when um, it be, you know, the the information about Hillary Clinton shredding her itinerary came up, and that totally got swept under the rug. Why? Because everyone's talking about Melania Trump in this whole speech. Now, see, something like that, it doesn't matter, you know. And the craziest thing about it. They're not doing this, but if they wanted to, there's so much stuff that people could talk about Hillary Clinton, you know, her past, and even stuff now, the emails. I mean, Hillary Clinton is associated. I mean, listen, just really think about this stuff. Hillary Clinton is associated with actual scandals, like actual scandals. Like, listen, listen. (laughs) Hillary Clinton, this whole email scandal, she was under federal investigation. Federal investigation. 
you know, she could have been, she could have gone to jail. She sent out classified emails. People want to say, well, you know, only a few of them were classified or they weren't classified at the time. Look, she, she, she sent out classified emails. She was under federal investigation. The Attorney General Loretta Lynch, the black woman appointed by Barack Obama, said, well, I'm going to go with what the investigation, what the FBI decides to do. Whatever they want to do, if they decide they want to do that, they want to file charges, and I'll go with them. And and like the day before, the FBI made their determination of whether or not they were going to file charges against her. Bill Clinton was seen having a secret meeting with Loretta Lynch. No, we really, come on now. Now I know you guys didn't see this on CNN. They didn't really focus on it, but but come on, like listen, follow me here. The ex-president of the United States of America, who happens to be the pre, uh, the husband of Hillary Clinton, who is under federal investigation for email fraud, has a secret meeting with the United States Attorney General, who is, has the final say in whether federal charges are brought against Hillary Clinton. A secret meeting. I saw they had Loretta Lynch on the uh, on the Today Show the following morning. And they were saying, "Yo, we caught you! Like you were seen having this meeting, you know." Now, and they even gave her away. They were like, "Look, keep it." Real. He was like, "What? That was what was that? Just a, a chance meeting? Is that what you know, chance meeting? It was nothing major, right? You guys didn't plan that. You just happened to run into each other." She's like, "Yes, yes, exactly. That's all it was. It was just. I mean, people are making so much out. I mean, I know it could appear to be." you know, major and appear to be inappropriate, but it really wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything planned. It was, it was just a chance meeting. Like, oh, okay. And then Matt Lauer and Savannah Guthrie, like, on the t- oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what we thought it was. And they just totally left, let her off the hook. And the whole scandal just, you know, blows away. The ex-president of the, listen to what I'm saying, guys. Listen, everyone you're voting for Hillary Clinton, that's how corrupt it is. The ex-president of the United States has a secret meeting with Loretta Lynch, who has the final say in whether or not to file federal charges against Hillary Clinton, whether or not to put her in jail. She has a secret meeting with the ex-president and husband. You guys get it, or at least you should. And if you don't, then there's a serious problem. That's not okay. You know, I, I feel stupid even saying that. You know, because it should be common sense. But that's not okay to do. It was extremely inappropriate. And it, I'm not even going to give them away, a, a, a bailout on that. It wasn't just inappropriate. You got caught being corrupt. I don't know what the deal was or what the, you know, the bargain or whatever. But there's no, come on. Guy. Anyone who thinks that was just a random meeting is just crazy. Like the next day. You get it, you know. You we can see the news report. Yes, yeah. The FBI and Loretta Lynch has decided not to file federal charges and to just, you know, there was no nothing done that was criminal where she's criminally liable. So the whole investigation is done with, and we can just go about the rest of the election. And I mean, seriously, if anyone thinks that 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 meeting and then the subsequent announcement, like the day after. Was just a coincidence? You're crazy. 
you know, or extremely naive about how the world works. Forget politics, just how the world works. If you scratch my back, I scratch yours. You know, I mean, that's just what it is. So this is a corrupt. Listen, guys, the Clintons are corrupt. Corrupt, and I'm, you know, and that's not because I know the normal response when someone hears something like that is to say, "Well, what about Donald Trump?" They don't. It's like it's like this. Real, I can't escape it. It's like this relationship. I say, ladies, you know, keep your legs going. Don't worry, I'm gonna get back to that, guys. Don't worry. It's just this politics stuff is crazy. I say, you know, ladies, keep your legs closed. Respect your bodies. Well, what about the men, Dayton? What about the men? It's like what? And that was the running joke for a while. But the same people <laughs> laughing about that that inside joke, they're doing the same thing with with, with Donald Trump. What? Well, what about Donald Trump, Dayton? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh man, but that's what I was saying. I said about the the the, uh, the speech, the Melania Trump speech. I said Hillary Clinton is best that she just leave that alone. I said all the lies and the deceit and the corruption and the borrowing of Bernie Sanders' campaign ideas. I said that I sincerely hope that uh, Hillary Clinton doesn't say anything about the Melania Trump speech fiasco, so that she may just want to let that pass quietly. Because that's what she's known for. Yeah, I don't know if y'all watched it, but most people didn't. They just, like, her whole thing, her whole platform, once burning all this feel the burn stuff started picking up, Hillary Clinton, you know, she adopted, she, not forget adopted, she stole his whole swag. All his ideas, his whole stuff, like, she stole it and incorporated it into her whole thing. You know, and 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 I told y'all before. I, I saw the Saturday Night Live um, clip. They did a whole skit about Hillary Clinton stealing Bernie Sanders. Like Google it. Look up the Bernie Sanders Hillary Clinton skit. It's actually pretty funny. She starts out just herself, but by the end of the skit, she like turns into a man. She turns into Bernie Sanders because she's just she's talking like him. She's saying all his stuff, and people people are so focused on Melania Trump. Stealing Michelle Obama's speech, and, and don't get it twisted. They definitely stole it, or the speechwriter, whatever. You know, but it's like, who cares? I'm not, I'm not gonna say who cares. I don't even have a problem with people people focusing on it, because that wasn't cool. But don't don't just ignore all this other stuff. I mean, look on you guys saw. It, look on social media. Everybody and their mom was talking about this whole speech. I'm like, yo, you're talking about this speech, and you're not talking about the stuff that actually matters, the, the lies and the scandal of Hillary Clinton. You know, I mean, forget the fact that, I mean, nobody's even talking about Bill Clinton. I mean, I know it was years ago, but, you know, they're talking about, but people are bringing up Donald Trump's, you know, when he Donald Trump was 19, he went out with this chicken, he, you know, he harassed her. It's like, what? Bill Clinton bust a nut on, on freaking Monica Lewinsky's all on her face and on her dress. Come on. You know, he had sex with her with a freaking cigar. Like, Bill's a freak. Ain't nobody talking about that, though. When's the, I mean, think about it. When's the last time you heard Monica Lewinsky's name? Monica Lewinsky's name hasn't been brought up this whole time. But let Donald Trump, you know, have done some things in his past sexually or you know things regarding women oh man they talk i mean they, i mean they really have a, a a 
they're talking about, oh, yeah, you know, Donald Trump is a misogynist and he did this. He called women. It's like, what? Bill Clinton cheated on his wife in the most disrespectful way possible. Hillary Clinton, you know, basically uh, was was okay with it. She enabled it, they're, they're saying. But nobody, you know what I'm saying, nobody. Michelle Obama even called her out. She said, look, you can't even control your house. She came at her neck. She said, Michelle Obama said, you can't even control your house. How you going to control the White House? <laughs> Yo. I'm like, yeah, which is actually a very good point. It's a very good point. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Yo, man. So, I mean, so there was that. What else is going on out here, man? I mean, actually, that's that's actually all I had, to, all I really wanted to talk about, um, as far as as far as politics go. You know, I mean, the the I mean, the DNC is here in Philly. I mean, you know, I mean, did I watch it? Did I? I definitely didn't go. Did I watch it? No. I mean, some of it, but it's just like I can't, I cannot support that. You know, case in point, somebody said, you know, what else? What other issues? Do you have with you know with with the DNC and you know Hillary Clinton? I said, well, I many issues, but I said, but another issue is that you know they they support they obtain support. I'll put it that way. They obtain support and and seek out support from a lot of celebrities and entertainers that who I can't support because of the message. That they project forth. You see what I'm saying? Like, who am I? You know, whether it's—I mean, this is just the obvious. You know, you got people like Jay Z, Beyonce. I mean, Jay Z was a was a paid spokesperson for the 2012 uh, Obama campaign. And I'm just like, whoa! Like, really? Where, where do they do that at? You know, where do where do you know people who are actual felons? You know, and people who are actually you know, have actually killed people and sold drugs, and these are things that he's already he's admitted to himself. You know, where is that okay? It's like I'm not judging. Okay, you did things in your past, but you know, it's just certain things in politics that you just don't do. They're people that you you don't align yourself with because of who they are and what they do. You don't see you know criminals at the at the RNC. You don't see people making music that. Um, you know, it's specifically designed to, you know, encourage sexual behavior. Like case in point, like Demi Lovato, she sang at the, you know, I believe, the opening night of the of the DNC, and I'm like, isn't that the I kissed a girl chick? Like, you know, this is in- encouraging, you know, ex- uh, lesbianism and experimentation. I can't, I you know, I can't get behind that. I mean, that's 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 a message that. I, I can't support that, and this is who you're choosing to, you know, to 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 open up your the convention. You know, Beyonce, you know, encouraging you know little girls to throw on freakum dresses and engage in promiscu- promiscuity. He Monica Lewinsky'd on my on my my blouse. You know what I'm saying? Driver, please, please roll the, up the partition, please. I don't need you seeing Yance on her knees. I, I, I see why she supports Hillary and Bill. I mean, you know what I mean? I see why. 
That's not, I can't get behind that. I can't support something like that. You know, if that's who you feel like you want to seek out support from and you want to, you know, you can't help. That's a, the funny thing is people want to get mad at Donald Trump because, the, you know, certain races and uh, the KKK and different people have chosen to endorse him. It's like, okay, well, I mean, he's not asking for their support, just like, but, but you have people like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama who are actively seeking out these entertainers who put forth the same type of hateful and, 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 you know, messages and destructive messages. You know, you turn on your radio now, every song is about sex, drugs, murder, gangs, you know, but we want to talk about Black Lives Matter. I mean, listen to what I'm saying to you. Every single black station in the country plays music that advocates sex, drugs, violence, and murder. Every single black station, you know, but but we have the audacity to say that black. I mean, I mean, I'm just asking, like, how do you say that Black Lives Matter? When the black stations are playing music, violence. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the the hypoc excuse me the epitome of hypocrisy. Speaking of which, you know, we can kind of get into the. Uh, I want to talk about race relations a little bit. Because race relations, you know, this whole race relations. You know, problem in America. You know, black ver- black lives matter versus all lives matter. Blue lives matter. Black versus white. You know, it's it's a thing that. You know, and I just I did a whole three hour show. My last live show, uh, prior to this was was on that. You know, and it was the conclusion to my two night special. You know, on race relations. So definitely check that out. Um, as well as check out my interview with Dr. Umar Johnson, who who really said a lot of the same exact things I'm I'm saying today. A lot he has a lot of the same uh, criticism of the government, same criticism of Barack Obama, same criticism of black media, you know, black entertainment, just the, in the hypocrisy associated with it. And I I'll never get used to that. I mean, we got black stations, black entertainers, the same people talking about Black Lives Matter. They, their music is advocating, I mean, look at T.I., for example. This guy wants to march down in Atlanta, but he's got a song out talking about killing people. His Most of his albums are all filled with gun, you know, gun, the glorification of guns, basically. And I'm just not, so it's like, guns are okay, violence is okay, as long as it's not at the hands of white police officers. Like you guys realize that's hypocritical, right? And I'm not saying anything that's like off the wall. I'm just asking for some, you know, some some truthfulness. Some, you know, let's just be honest here. Let's talk about the real problems. You know, be prior to criticizing a system. You know, it's like me going to your house. Like, oh, your house is kind of dirty, isn't it? But. But I just left my house, and my house is a mess. But I'm talking about your house. It doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like I'm I'm, I'm a child abuser. You know, let's say I'm a child abuser, but I want to get mad at you for 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 hitting my kid. I mean, like you'd be like, what? 
I mean, yeah, it's, they're both problems. Like, I'm, do I want somebody hitting my kid? No, but, but I hit my kid, but I abuse my kid. So that makes me a hypocrite, right? And it's like the same type of thing. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, I don't know, man. You know, it is what it is, but we got we to gotta start being honest about the true problems. I mean, the, when I, and when I say the true problems, I mean, here in Philadelphia, like last, this week, I saw a headline, there were five murders. In 24 hours, it was like a crazy day, like a crazy overnight period. Five people were killed in Philadelphia alone. Forget Chicago, forget you know St. Louis, wherever, L.A. You know, just in Philly, five people were killed overnight. You know, and that's you know it's like weird because it's like wow, nobody really cares about that. There were no marches, there were no rallies. You know, it's just like, wow, man. You know, and, and people will, and here's the thing. Let me just say, do, you know, are police, are, I'll say this, are racially motivated shootings a major problem in this country? Absolutely. You know, we got hundreds of, of people, black and white, killed. You know, actually, I shouldn't even say that because there, there haven't been hundreds. I think there were like 500 or so police shootings that you know fatalities and i think actually less than 10 percent of that those shootings actually involved african-americans so i mean percentage-wise it wasn't like that much but you know two is too many one is too many five is too many whatever and so i think at the end of the day we have to still look at the the biggest problem and say wow we're killing ourselves at you know at an alarming rate let's deal with that all right Everyone's talking about the the police uh the, the the police being let off the hook in the death of Freddie Gray. You know, I mean that's that's unfortunate, man. We got, you know, it the system, you know, it's the system. The system fails us in certain instances. I believe that it absolutely failed Freddie Gray. You know, absolutely. I did a show on Freddie Gray. Freddie Gray. We did a whole uh, show on the Baltimore riots, the Freddie Gray case, the, the Baltimore riots. You know, I talked about talked about everybody: Trayvon Martin, you know, uh, Mike Brown, Freddie Gray. You know, well, I mean, you know, you name them. I've discussed them uh, over the last several years. But I think that one of the issues that I have is the the lumping of all of these these police shootings into one category when the reality is they're each separate cases. You know, Mike Brown had absolutely nothing to do with Freddie Gray, Sandra Bland, Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, like had nothing to do with it. Two totally unrelated incidents. And that's what I want people to start focusing on. Like that's like saying the guy around the corner got shot you know, and and that was in some way connected to another guy getting shot in a, a totally different city. You know, it has nothing to do with each other. Now, are both problems, are both unfortunate tragedies? Absolutely. But don't lump them together like they're the same person, the same incident, or even like they have anything to do with each other, because they don't. You got We got to start looking at these shootings on a case-by-case basis. You know, tra- the the circumstances that led to... Tamir Rice being shot 
are totally different than the circumstances that led to uh, Trayvon Martin being shot. And if you want to, if you don't understand how, you know, pull up both of my specials. You know, I actually put together a post uh, on my page that actually had at least, you know, five or six of my specials. You know, George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin, Freddie Gray, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland. Like, I put them all together. So if you just want to kind of go down the list and, and listen to any of those shows um, and hear, you know, from a legal perspective, um, you know, what happened, forensic evidence, like really hear all that stuff, you know, check them out. One of the things I said online was that uh, I said when Officer Whitey, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Officer Whitey shoots Tyrone, everybody's got cell, <clears throat> excuse me, cell phone footage, right? You got audio recordings, eyewitness accounts, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, but when Tyrone, you know, when he robs somebody or shoots somebody or kills somebody, you know, in the black community, nobody sees a thing. I said, let's stop the no snitching. You know, let's stop the hypocrisy. I said that if black lives matter, let's start acting like it. You know, we want to we wanna, um, act like, you know, we want to act like the media paints this unrealistic picture of us being, you know, we get mad. Funny thing is, that it's the ultimate irony. Nobody's mad at Hillary Clinton for calling people super predators, but the, but that's the image that the media has projected of us, and people are mad at that. You know what I mean? Listen to what I'm saying. People are mad that the media has made us afraid of us and only project us as these criminals. But when Hillary Clinton actually says that and actually says, what we ourselves have accused the media of painting us as this unrealistic picture, but when she actually says that, nobody cares. And we don't hold her accountable for calling us super predators that need to be brought to heel. Not only do we not hold her accountable, we're going to vote for her and elect her president, which is amazing to me. You know? It's amazing. You know, so I'm saying, like, you know, the reality is it's not that, that the media has made us that way. You know, the reality is that we are that way. You know, we can argue about it, debate about it, you know, act like it's something that it's not. But the reality is, you know, you go into a white neighborhood, you may not lock your car. A hundred degree day, you may leave the windows down. You know, you may, you know, you go to the, the suburbs, you may leave your handicap placard, you know, up on your rear view mirror. Yeah, go, try that in the hood. Your window will be busted out when you come back. Try leaving your doors open. All your CDs be out. You know, the glove box be open. A lot of times they don't even close your door. But like that, you can't. Your battery be dead because they left the door. That, you, you broke. It's not enough. You broke into my car. You can't even close the door. They, why they leave the door open? You know what I'm saying? And that's that's commonplace in the hood. You know, the re- I mean, so that it's not like we're talking about something that's not an actual reality. You know, it's not it's not like, you know, you're you can't you can you can feel comfortable walking through the hood late at night. You know, and you know what I'm saying, and not be fearful of your life because you can't. And if you do, you you shouldn't, because in Philly alone there were five murders overnight. And that's the reality. You know, I tell people every day, I mean, I I have 
a business in the hood currently. I've I closed down another business in the hood specifically because of the violence. So it's like, you know, people want to act like, you know, just because they're not directly affected by the violence that it's all the media making stuff up. I'm like, no, it's not. It's it's actual reality. You know, there are super predators out here. I'll even go as far as to say a large percentage of the black community, the young black community, consists of gang violence, rapists, murderers, burglars, because I see it every day. Now, is it right that the media puts that on us as a whole? No, because we're not all, you know, rapists and murderers. But the reality is when Donald Trump says there is, there are a lot of rapists and murderers coming over illegally from Mexico, that, that's true. Just like there are rapists and murderers coming over illegally from Mexico, there are rapists and murderers and burglars here in the, in the hood, you know, and they're all problems. You know, it doesn't, that doesn't make him a racist for speaking the truth, just like no more than it makes me a racist for speaking the truth. But the reality is Bill Cosby speaks the truth, and now look at him. You know, he said the same things, but no one will remember those things. Now they'll just remember him as this quote-unquote rapist. You know the media, you know the media man. They 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 they're doing a number on us. You know they're doing a number on us. It's weird. They're taking the, the the our reality in certain pieces of each city around the country, and then they're using that to make sure, to push the narrative that that represents us all. When that's not the case, and what they're doing is they're inciting this race war. You know they're they're using the Black Lives Matter. Versus all lives matter versus blue lives matter. And it's going to be this three-way, you know, it's going to be a race war. It's going to be the cops versus the whites versus the blacks. You know, and that's going to serve as the backdrop for martial law and the ultimate confiscation of all guns. If anybody doesn't think, just like Hillary Clinton said last night, She's like, I'm not here. I can't. I really can't stand her. No disrespect to anyone, but I really can't stand. Her. I can't stand anything about her. I'm not here to take your guns. I'm here to pass legislation that that says that. You know, she's like, shut up. No, I know like, you're not. You know what I'm saying? The ultimate. Listen, the ultimate goal is to take our guns. That yeah, that's how it starts. But that's the same way it started in other countries where there are no guns starts out with gun you know legislation and regulation you know and then and then when things don't you know when they don't get better which they're obviously not going to then at some point you just pass legislation that says all right well this didn't work so we're just going to take all the guns and we're going to move to a gunless society i mean and that's <laughs> that's what's going to happen around the whole country at some point that's what all this is for and it's sad that so many people don't understand that that's where the direction that we're going in. You can't have martial law in a government-controlled society, you know, if the people still have their their guns. You know, that's that's what this stuff is really about. You know, and so the only way to really do that is you got to get the police officers involved. You know, one thing, you know, a civil war is one thing, but when you get the cops involved get them in on the action, that just speeds up the process. Well, how do you get the police involved? Well, let's just, you know, let's start, we'll just, you know, start shooting up some of the cops. You know what I'm saying? Baton Rouge, 
No, Dallas. Get a sniper. Let's just snipe them out. And that's what's going on. That's why this thing is, you know, this whole thing is moving forward at an accelerated rate. But I do want to say, um, you know, I, I want to, and I didn't, I wasn't live um, that night that this happened, or even the next couple of days. So, but you know, I went, I got an opportunity to uh, the other night go to a uh, a a a really good discussion over at my church, Enon Tabernacle Baptist Church, um, Pastor Waller over there here in Philly, and uh, it was a you know a meeting with you know many several members of the community. In the crowd, and then you had a panel. Now, I guess there was some. There was one woman who was a, a former police officer. There were two actual current Philadelphia police officers. There were some other people, uh, organization or organizers of, uh, of different movements, Black Lives Matters, and things like that. And it was just a discussion. And I, you know, you know me. I had to get up and say and say my piece. Uh, much of what you you guys are hearing tonight, but you know. I, I'll say this: I look forward to more of them. Um, I thought like it was too short; it was like probably less than two hours, maybe an hour and a half. Once everything got rolling, so I definitely like to, you know, get a little bit more of a conversation. Uh, but they did take questions from the audience, and uh, you know, the police officers, you know, seemed to provide, you know, were very knowledgeable, and you know, they kept it real, you know. And so I, you know, I just want to say, you know, I, I appreciate forums like that because. I'm a talker. You know, I'm not only a talker, I like to do things, but at the end of the day, talking, having a conversation is where this stuff starts. Everyone says, oh, let's just do this. Let's march. Let's riot. Nah, but let's, let's actually have the conversation. You know, a lot of times people aren't having intelligent conversations, and so people aren't really even having the opportunity to decide whether or not they want to get involved in something. They're just kind of going along with the flow, and that's what, where you end up having chaos a lot of times. But when people actually know, like, wow, this is what's, this is how you feel, this is how I feel, wow, maybe we can get to some kind of medium, you know, without it getting to that point. You know, if I even understand, like, okay, yes, there was a police shooting here, but this is why you shot this person. You know, this is what police regulations say, police procedure says to do in this situation. So maybe, and let me tell you that. Let me educate you on what my training is, and you can tell me what some of your fears are, and maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle to ensure that there's not a another incident. But those are the types of conversations that we're not having as a community. You know. So again, I really appreciate the church for, you know, for putting that together, and I'd encourage. You know, more pastors and, and, you know, more organizers, you know, to invite these police officers to your meetings, to your town halls, you know, and um, let's, let's do it. One last thing I want to, I want to, uh, I'll end on this. And what I'll do is I'll save, I'm going to save the entertainment news and, and get into that on my next show where I talk about why, you know, why am I single? You know, and we can really look at that because there's a lot of entertainment news, like uh, recent stuff as well as some old stuff. You got Keisha Knight Pulliam divorcing her husband, Ed Hartwell. You got Mary J. Blige divorcing her husband after 12 years. You got uh, uh, was it Toya Wright divorcing uh, Memphis. 
You got um, it's a lot of stuff. You know, uh, Nick Cannon and Chile evidently are are quote unquote hanging out. Uh, Sierra and Russell Wilson's Tamar events got some stuff going on. I want to talk about Amber Rose. I want to talk about Mark Lamont Hill's new show. I want to talk about Drake. He got a new song, Sexo. You know, I shouldn't have to f for free. like just crazy stuff, man. <laughs> crazy stuff. I want to talk about Wendy Williams. I want to talk about uh, Dwayne Wade and his ex girlfriend. Like you see how so much stuff. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm kind of resentful. Like this politics, man, is is stopping me and from from doing what I really like talking about the most, man. I want to talk about Oprah's new show, Greenleaf. You know, and everything that we're seeing on there, the, the swingers, the rape, molestation, adultery, corruption, homosexuality. It's like, whoa, there's a lot going on over there. But, yeah, so look out for all that on my next live show. Because after this, I'm just telling you right now, after this, I'm just going to direct people to this show. Because I don't, like, I, I mean, I'll still talk about politics as different things happen, but, like, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because at this point it's like, one, I've said just about everything I want to say, um, and really, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know what I mean? It's either going to be Donald Trump or it's going to be Hillary Clinton. Either way, the agenda is going to be pushed, you know, and, and, and it's up to us to just to do what is best for us spiritually. You know, when you when you have a relationship with God, guess what? None of this stuff even matters. You, you see what I'm saying to you? So, but yeah, no. One one last thing I wanted to, I wanted to talk about was um, I, I watched uh, I watched Belly recently, the other day actually, and you know one of the interesting things about Belly is that I, you know I know you guys probably saw it, but it might have been a, a little bit, you know, a long time ago, um, and I was watching Belly. And I po- and I actually posted the link. There was a lot of things in Belly that I, went, I, I found interesting. Watching it, what, 20 years later, 15 years later, than from when it originally came out. One scene in the beginning was the guy, you know, that there's a Satanism scene in the, the opening scene where he's, like, playing with the uh, the pentagram, lighting candles. I don't know if it was a Ouija board or what, but he was basically saying DMX. He was saying something about him, him selling his soul, and it was easy. And it's interesting because... And I'll get I won't get too deep into it, but if you look at Belly and you look at DMX's character, the whole thing is about money. And it's not just about money, it's about the love of money. You know, it's about the root of evil. You know what I'm saying? He, and him being evil and, and but it started with the love of money. But if you look at that opening scene, what's he doing in that opening scene? And he's basically, I think he said, I sold my soul and the price was cheap. You know, and that from that point on is where everything else goes downhill. So that, and it was just interesting. But, yeah, if you haven't seen Belly, because a lot of y'all haven't, I hadn't seen it in, you know, over 10 years. You know, and, and really watch it again. Like it's like you're watching it for the first time. And you, as an adult, and you look around you, you're going to see it from a totally different perspective. You know, one of the things that, and obviously, you know, it is directed by Hype Williams, and, you know, if you look at Hype Williams, he directed a lot of the Jay-Z videos, Beyonce videos, a lot of those videos from back in the day that were filled with, you know, satanic imagery, demonic imagery, and just different things that you guys know from listening to this show are very commonplace in the entertainment industry today. Um, 
but yeah, so I saw it first back in 99 or so, and I said online, I said, who would have thought and known, who would have known just how true that, that end of the ending speech was of the minister? Remember the minister at the end? You guys watched that part? <clears throat> One of the things I said online was, we as the black race are our own worst enemy. We've allowed the government and the mainstream media to manipulate us into killing ourselves and degrading our women, ultimately, <clears throat> excuse me, ultimately leading to the dissolution of the black family. I said that we've embraced quote-unquote leaders that have been instrumental in our downfall. And I said, I, you know, I played the video. I said, just listen for yourself. You know, look at look real quick and let me set it up. Look at what you saw at the end. It's amazing to me. I mean, it's, it's, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure I've seen a realer movie that showed exactly what goes on in this way. What you had here, well, that really tells what goes on in real life. What you saw was DMX. He was on the run. He was down and out. He had lost all his money. He was in some trouble, right? And and who approaches him? The guy comes up to him on the basketball court, giving him all this advice. And the guy says, "What are you? What are you? Some type of? Are you some type of coach?" He's like, "Nah, I know all about you, Buns." And he's like, "What? How you know my name?" And he's like, "Look, man, we we could either arrest you, or we can get you to work for us." You know what I'm saying? He's like, "Oh, what you want me to do?" And so that's what what they wanted him to do. If you, this is crazy. They wanted him, the, the government, I don't know if it's the CIA or whatever, but the government, government agents, wanted him to kill a member of an influential black church. We'll just say the church. We don't know if it was a Muslim church. We don't know if it was a Christian church. But they wanted him to kill this the minister. Why? Because the, they said he cannot give this speech. He said, this speech is going to change everything. We cannot have them getting this knowledge. And so I was like, well, Dad, what, what is so important that the government would not want the people to hear? Why do they got to kill him prior to him giving the speech? Well, then when you actually listen to the speech, he's, say, he's like, yo, we have, he's predicting the future. This movie was made in, in the nine, late 90s. He's saying the black community is going downhill. He's saying our youth will, he's saying, he's speaking in the, fu in the future tense. He's saying the youth will become uncaring. You know, the family will be destroyed. We'll see an increase in violence, drug use, strippers. You know, the, everything will basically be messed up. We will, he said the government will basically, will, people will look to the government to save them when the reality is the government is who's oppressing them. The same leaders that are instrumental in that oppression will be idolized. Obama, Clinton, different leaders to come, Jay-Z, Beyonce, you know, calling people influential when they're the ones putting forth this imagery that's keeping us oppressed as a people. That's instrumental in the destruction of the black family. And so they're like, look, he cannot give this speech. And at the end, this is the craziest move I've ever seen. And he's, and he's like, all right, so you got this? He's like, look, we, we can't have any mess-ups. He's like, no, no, I got it, I got it, man. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, yo, you my, you my nigger. 
DMX looked at him like, what? But that that's the, the even that was symbolic because, you know, he's saying, look, man, I want you to do my bidding, right? I want you to stop this person from giving this speech that's going to empower you guys as a people and give you guys life. And when you agree to do it, I'm going to reward you. I'm going to compliment you. I'm going to call you my nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you your freedom. I'm going to give you some money. I'm going to give you cars. I'm going to give you jewelry. You know, look at these these quote-unquote celebrities out here riding around in nice cars, jewels, billionaires, Beyonce, Jay-Z, whoever, you know, and then look at the music that they make. They are being rewarded by oppressing us as a people or assisting in the oppression of us, assisting in the dissolution and destruction of the black family. You know, you have these leaders out here, these entertainers who rap about, who sing about the glorification of drug use. You know, women flaunting their bodies, boobs out, booty out, half naked, you know, giving little girls false representations of what beauty is. They are doing the bidding. It's not just them. They're not just making music. They're doing the bidding of those controlling and influencing this whole thing. That's why they when they, when they give Jay-Z a hand, say, hey, cool, Jay-Z, you my nigga. You know what I mean? He didn't say, you my nigga. That's only how black people talk. He said, you're my, you, you're my nigger. And that's what he meant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's really crazy. You know, it was actually amazing to watch that movie now and look at, you know, looking at when it was made and just the prophetic nature of it, really. You know, and that kind of shows you that it, it's deeper than, than even what we think. Because that movie is actually 100% applicable to you know to what's going on today, and one every line in the minister's speech was indicative of what's going on today with our community and with the government that's controlling our community. And so I just wanted to share that with y'all. Like I didn't have too much to say about it other than you know maybe watch it, you know maybe check it out if you if it's been a while since you've seen it. Um, but more importantly, you know. Let's not be active participants in it. You know, nobody should be giving you dap saying you my, you're my nigger. You know, maybe you're not the one actually killing the minister, you know, by, by not allowing him to give that speech, so to speak. But maybe you're the one not spreading the message of the minister. Maybe you're the one you know, wearing the clothing or listening to the music or, you know, idolizing certain other operatives. You know, we got to get the information out. You know, we got to stop being pawns to the government's ultimate plan of destruction. And I think once we all get on board with that, we can look at things like the political race, you know, this election season differently. We can look at the type of music that we request on the radio. You know, uh, it's crazy. I told y'all when I did my BET special, you know, the first part one of the uh, the race relations special, I talked about the BET awards. And I was like, wow, man, you know, everyone's talking about Jesse Williams. 
You know, he gave this all, you know, this groundbreaking speech. But it's like right after that, you know, Future came on. Talking about some wicked, 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 wicked. You know, like what? Wicked? I thought I thought y'all were Christians. Like the whole place went wild. You know, he's singing about guns and drugs and violence and sex. Like literally right after Jesse Williams' speech. You know, and nobody saw a problem with that. And it just kind of shows us the hypocrisy that often exists. You know? And so that's it, man. I want to talk. Hopefully you guys learned something today with the with the you know, with the conversation about politics and this whole election season. And, and, and keep this stuff in mind. You know, keep it in mind as as November uh, comes closer. Because like I said, I'm, I'm going to try not to talk about it as much. You know, because like I said, there's so much more I want to get into. But, um, you know, share this information, you know, share this show, share the link. You know, we're also on iTunes. You know, uh, if you, if anybody misses this show, all shows are downloaded um, and archived there. You know, well over 3 million downloads over the last several years. So I just want to say thank you guys. I know I haven't been live as much as I, you know, would like to. But um, this Ask Day Nine lunch hour, you know, with, you know, having a wife and two kids is tough. You know, coming back live from nine to midnight or really nine to whatever. But uh, so I can sometimes I'll be I'm going to utilize this more the uh, the afternoons, the twelve o'clock lunch hours time slot to get this information out too. So hopefully this works for some. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll switch it up. Just follow me on Facebook at Dayton Talbert, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. That way you can stay informed. Add you guys to the uh, add yourselves to the uh, friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group, the Each Woman Foundation group specifically designed for women uh, to be a sisterhood. And uh, last but not least, man, if you guys are looking for any counseling, you know you are single, maybe you want love, you know you see the stories, you see everyone getting married, man. You know if you guys if you fo- put it like this, I'm not gonna say any names, but if you follow me, you know what I'm saying. And you you know and you see and you see certain people getting married and you see people in love that you know weren't in love before. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of those people I've worked with privately. You understand that? And if that's the type of testimony you want, if you want love, if you're tired of being single, call eight five five fifty five day nine info at trctoday.com. And uh, that's it, man. I will talk to y'all later. Good afternoon.
Date on October, come and change your world. 